Ahoy adventurers, and welcome to the dungeon. I will be your captain, Ace Diceman. Join me and my first mate, Mr. Cooper, as we set sail on an amazing quest full of fun facts, funny jokes, and some high sea shenanigans. So climb aboard the Siren Song and let us spin you an epic tale. Look for the Epic Tales podcast on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iTunes. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I got T-Bird. Hello. We have a very special guest this week. We have a podcast host from Geek Life HQ and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's Stories from the Sewers? Epic Tales from the Sewers. Epic Tales from the Sewers. That is a, hold on to your butts, uh, Joseph Priestley, that is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle podcast. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, I am super stoked about this. I have uh, actually wanted to have you on for several weeks. Uh, we are currently doing a uh, the Loot Bros uh, podcast audition. Now, I didn't ask you to audition to, for the show, and you didn't ask to audition for the show. But in the midst of having uh, all these auditions from week in and week out and all these guests we've been bringing in, I was like, wait a second. This dude has a really cool podcast. We got a really cool podcast. Let's all get together and just really cool podcast together. So I was really, really excited to have you on. And you talk about comic books. How awesome is that? That is basically the most important thing we could talk about in the world today. So, you know, um, we're not talking about games today, guys. <laughs> it's all about comic books. Tricky. All right, I'm going to end my recording and I'm bouncing. All right. <laughs> all right. So before we go any farther, usually we save all of the community questions till later in the show, but we have a very, very important question that we must start the show with. Jared writes in, he says, is Roach going to be on? Kind of slap in the face to have a DC-themed show and not have your comic cast co-host. So, yes, Jared, without further ado, I would like to introduce to you guys our new reigning defending champion of the third chair. It is my uh, Loot Bros comic cast co-host, I Drop Roaches. Babu. One of these days, I'm going to actually do a whole Paul Heyman, you know, (laughs) reigning, defending, undisputed. (laughs) My client, Brock Lesnar. That's right. I'm more of a Bill Alfonso guy myself. Just play his music in the background. And and when I introduce you, you can do that big scream that that Brock Lesnar did. (laughs) 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 It's like. Yeah, that big old monster of a man, that high-pitched squeal that comes out when he gets really excited. Uh, so what's up, guys? How is everybody doing tonight? But but for uh, for Jared, I'm not, I'm not actually Roach. I'm his evil twin, Kaz. So, yeah, Zach, he sucked. So screw that Whoa. guy. I'm, I'm Kaz. Whoa. Is this going to be like split? Yeah, is there 23 of you stuck inside there? 24. Whoa, the the beast! Have you uh have you guys seen the movie Split? Oh, definitely. I wanted to. Oh weird. gosh, it's 
It's so good. So did you guys watch Glass? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I need to. Oh, Glass. okay. So, dude, James McAvoy is the king of acting. Like, that is some of the best crap I've ever seen in my life. But my wife and I, we watched Glass out of order. We watched Glass and then had never seen Split. But I owned the movie for years. So just a week, uh, two weeks ago, um, it might have been, matter of fact, it was like we recorded last Friday. So it, it might have been Saturday night we watched it. Bro, we watched Split, and that joke was so freaking good. Like, it was amazing. So. That movie came in under the radar, though, when, when it uh, was released in theaters. Like, no one really knew about it. And, and most of the people I'm like, I've talked to is they're like, oh, I picked it up on Black Friday at Best Buy or something like that. And that's how I got it for five bucks. So it, it was really kind of like a underground movie for a little while. What's crazy is I never, I don't remember seeing any advertisements for it. I, the only way I got it is my brother and I, we were Black Friday shopping. Yeah, yeah. And we, we went and bought a ton of movies between uh, Walmart and Best Buy. And what we did was we merged our two digital libraries because- oh, nice. uh, for a long time, their Voodoo would allow you to have like a family account. I don't know if you can still do this anymore, but um, myself, my brother, and his best friend at the time, we merged as a family. And so, like, I got all these movies. I'm like, James McAvoy split. That looks pretty cool, but I had no idea what it was. And it wasn't until Glass came out that I even realized that this whole like Unbreakable split and then uh, Glass was even in the same universe. I was like. It was mind blowing. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I've been saying since Glass came out because I bought it when it came out. Um, and I was going to watch Split, but I wanted to watch it with my wife because she enjoyed uh, James McAvoy's uh, performance so much. And we just now, just this past week, finally got to watch it. So super, super stoked! All right, let's go ahead and break open the. Uh, let's get into the toast. Um, this part, Justin, I don't know how familiar you are with our show, but what we like to do is we like to crack open a can of our favorite beverage. Um, sometimes it's uh butt fruit water. Sometimes it's diet Coke. It could be uh, your favorite energy drink. Nice. Uh, we've had, uh, we've had some guests come on and drink their favorite IPAs and what have you. But we like to celebrate, you know, at the beginning of each show with something cool that's going on, something great that's happened, whether it be in our lives, um, for the podcast or just in our fandom. And so this week we are less than, I mean, by, by the time this show goes live, you guys will all have already seen the, uh, the outcome of DC fandom, but we are, you know, the night before DC is going to come out and they're going to reveal to us the new rock city game and what that's going to be like. We're going to see what the new WB Montreal Batman Gotham Knights game is going to be about. We're going to hear more about the mother freaking Snyder cut. Um, all of the news has already leaked, but so far the new flash movie looks like it's going to have Michael Keaton, Batman and the mother freaking Batfleck in it. So we have a lot to celebrate. So let's all go ahead and start off with a toast. I ain't toasting the Batfleck. <laughs> <sighs> well, I hope you get diarrhea for the rest of the night. That's a good possibility. Ha, joke's on you. You already got diarrhea. Mm. Oh, that's so good. I don't have to go for a second round for that old bat flick. Hey, pour one out for Martha. So, uh, oh, wait. <laughs> Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Why'd you say that name? 
<laughs> Definitely the worst part of the movie, but the most memorable line in all of the DC films. Bro, your mom's yeah. name is Martha, too? Bro, we're cool now. So, Daryl, I have a question. We straight. What's up, dude? Whenever you hear Zack Snyder, your ninnies get hard. I mean, <laughs> like, could cut diamonds. <laughs> okay, fair. Oh, uh, yes, I am. Uh, so looking forward to it. Like, you guys have no idea. Like, I've been part of the whole release the Snyder Cut movement since, you know, it first kind of came up. I mean, and this thing started days after the movie came out. So even though, like, we were talking before the show, I enjoyed the Justice League film. Uh, and I probably didn't enjoy it necessarily for all the reasons everyone else did. Like, um, <clears throat> I, I will always remember that movie uh, because I watched it with my grandma. Now, obviously, Zach, you and I are related. We have the same grandma. So you understand, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to spend one-on-one time with her. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of those things to where we were at the beach. And for those of you guys who don't know, um, my grandma has, like, really bad asthma. And so what we she does is a couple months out of the year, she goes and stays at the beach so she can you know breathe good. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, reading good, but, but breathing. And so uh, she goes up there, she can, she can breathe better because of the salt coming off the ocean and what have you. And so what we do is every October, we go spend our anniversary at the beach. We go celebrate it, just me, you know, me and my wife and my kids. And then we go see my grandma. Now, my wife and I, I proposed to her right outside my grandma's hotel she stays at. And so it's like a big deal. You know, we always go, uh, we always go there and, uh, and spend time with her. So, uh, that being said, we, I went and, uh, picked her up one day. I said, let's go see the new, uh, the new justice league movie. And she said, Oh, I can't wait to see that Aquaman. She goes, you got to hold on to me. I might slide out my seat. (laughs) (laughs) My grandma said that. I was like, bro, grandma, that's nasty. <laughs> All, uh, after the, the movie, after the movie, there was just a cucumber on the floor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, that is compelling and rich. All right, guys. So, uh, I'm going to do the housekeeping and stuff after we talk about what we've been playing. Um, so we'll kind of get into that. I've got a iTunes review to read. Now, currently we're running uh, a little a little uh, event, a little contest, a little giveaway, whatever you want to call it, to where every 10 iTunes reviews, we give away some video games. Nice. And we got our, our fourth review in. But before we get into all the housekeeping and all that stuff, uh, Justin, why don't you tell us what you've been playing, what you've been into lately, man? Like, what's been going on with you? Nice. As, as you guys know, on uh, our show, Geek Life HQ, we call it our Weekend Geek. So it's like, what what have we been doing and all that? Um, I, I have been retro gaming. So I have a Raspberry Pi. I've been going through uh, Super Nintendo games and, and NES games and just uh, kind of going down that beaten path. Um, let me tell you, you get sucked into Dr. Mario and you're there three hours later, you look at the clock. You're like, what the heck did I do with my day? So, you know, between that and um, just playing the Ninja Turtles game, the Manhattan Heist, uh, Hyperstone Heist, like all, all that stuff. Um, um, was it? I want to say Gunstar Heroes, like like just a whole bunch of old retro games where I'm like, wow, I remember playing Bayou Billy or River City Rampage. So that that's what I've been doing with my week. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Actually, I uh, I just picked up a uh, like a little emulator handheld 
<clears throat> and it's got the TMNT, the Game Boy Advance TMNT, like side scroll beat 'em up on there. Oh, nice. I don't know if what the subtitle was for it. Um, it just says TMNT and you load the game. Uh, and it takes place with that like mid 2000s cartoon that was um, before the Nickelodeon put out the more goofy one. You know, like uh, I don't remember. I, I must I must say like 2005 to 2010 era of the TMNT story. Yep, you're um, you're not far off at all. That's a 2003 series, right? And then it uh, yeah. it became flash forward after that, or fast forward after that. But yeah, that that was a fun game. Heck yeah, dude! So I I really like that uh, era of TMNT as well too. Like I thought that that was a cool art style, and it reminded me of not so much the old turtles, but like, it reminded me of like that uh, a little more detailed, a little more uh, of the X Men animated series kind of thing. Did you so, see the uh, movie they did, Turtles Forever, where they basically retold Crisis on Infinite Earths from DC with Turtles? No, uh-uh. I didn't oh, know that yeah. existed. Hey, you can check it out on Voodoo. Really? Ah, yep, it's called it. Turtles oh. Forever. Turtles Forever. Huh. That's pretty sweet. So, anything else you want to add while you uh, while you had the floor? Oh no, just uh, you know, excited to uh, hear what you guys are playing. All right, Roach, what you been up to, brother? Uh, not much, really. I've, I finished, uh, season four of Espas for Family, and then I started Trailer Park Boys, and also dived back into a little bit of GTA, because of the new, uh, <clears throat> summer special update. How is that? Uh, they didn't really add too much. I mean, they added some new yacht missions, but, I mean, it's the same coat of paint, pretty much. Or same stuff, just new coat of paint. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> so I've been uh started up Crackdown Three, and my God, that game is uh, hot garbage so far. <laughs> Crackdown Three <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it's uh I I started up on PC, and not even like five minutes in the game, I have a bug where my cursor. Like the actual mouse cursor popped up and I could only straight side to side. And if I wanted to turn the camera, I would have to hold like the right click on my mouse just to look around. Oh man. Like, oh, that's great. I just restarted and fixed it, but yeah, that was a big turn off for that game. Yeah. Then I, then I hopped on some, uh, Tylo's principle. Uh, solved a couple puzzles on there. Got bored with it real quick because I don't like doing puzzle games. <laughs> then yeah, and your uh, <clears throat> your your little uh, backlog draft was full of them. Oh, I know. And I got that, and I got the witness on there. Have you played Catherine? No, I want to. Though. That's a good game. I like. That's it. what I was thinking when you said puzzle games. I'm like, geez, that that'd be one. It's like ninety percent puzzle games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's, it's good though. I like it. Good story. It, it like, is a good game. Cubert with anime titties. Exactly. exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, you, you sold me on anime titties. <laughs> oh my gosh. I listened back to our last episode. Like it, Even after I edited it, I listened to it at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that was uh, that whole segment we did on the, on the anime jugs. That made me laugh a lot. <laughs> so... Uh, well, I was actually talking earlier, and I had my mic muted, <clears throat> like a real, real douchebag. 
I was actually singing uh, to you, Zach, when you said something about a uh, a yacht. Oh yeah. I was singing uh, Redneck Yacht Club, but you know, I was like, no one thought that was funny. And then uh, I looked down and <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like muted. I was wondering what why a dork. I got, like dead silent. And I was like, eh, okay. I was like, damn, it's I like, didn't mean to well, get kill. <laughs> you guys on GTA? What? Sorry, bro. No, I was sitting here say I was talking and actually I sang a little bit to you. Well that's all right. Well before I end though, I do gotta say something that in trailer park boys, one of the funniest things I heard was um these two guys were like, Man, but they were like they're putting up these signs because they needed to elect or reelect the uh the park supervisor of the trailer park. And <laughs> They, prestigious position yeah the main the main characters were they pull up to these two guys that they they usually use them as like dummies and stuff to like take the fall or fall guys essentially and yep. uh they're hired by somebody else to try to get somebody else elected and they pull up and they're like what are you two idiots doing and then they're like well sam said we could have homemade hot dogs if we put these signs up and <laughs> Ricky goes, well, you know what? You guys want two homemade hot dogs? Well, how about you have two fresh homemade sauce? <laughs> <laughs> and he like, he reaches in his pocket and pulls out and flips them both off. And then the other guy goes, do we still have the hot dogs? <laughs> that sounds like some, uh, that sounds like some junk you like. <laughs> it's dry humor, but it's hilarious. Nah, dude. Uh, when, when Brian, like did he dress like the dude from trailer park boys or was it just that he put glasses on and then yeah. could magically that's, make it that's just part of him yeah he's oh got trailer park inside so it's like special glasses that he uses to weld with yeah to make him look like to make him look like bubbles and it's funny dude yes 100 percent. he's like bubbles with it's a beard. special glasses <laughs> special glasses because he's special he's like, all right all right all right so I have not been playing uh, a lot as far as uh, multiple titles goes. Uh, I have sunk all of my time into two games this week. Uh, the first one would be, I've been on the uh, Facebook group shouting its praises, Dying Light. I loaded up the DLC. Uh, Dying Light just released the Hell Raid DLC. And apparently, from what I was reading, that Hell Raid is actually a game that Techland has been working on. And it's been delayed multiple times or the game's not shaking up or something's not coming out right about it. But somehow they're like, hey, you know what would be great since Dying Light 2 got delayed? What if we put Hell Raid in Dying Light? And um, so I was like, cool. I bought it. I was like, I'll play that. I jump into the game and I was like, well, I don't know how to get to uh, Hell Raid. So then I was like, well, you know what? I never played the following and it's supposed to be a really big expansion. So I just loaded up the following DLC. I was like, I guess I'll find Hell Raid eventually. My God, the following DLC is so freaking good. Like it is Dying Light. So if you like it, you'll like this. But it is with Doom Buggies. And it is awesome. Like just high speed nitro boosting into zombies and they're Freaking heads hitting the windshield and splattering and just bodies flying everywhere. Like it is, is it first stupid person? fun. Or is it third? Person? Yeah, yeah. Dying Light's first person, bro. Oh, if you played. haven't played Dying Light yet, you got to. Yeah, I played Dying Light before, so, but I haven't played that DLC. 
if you like play that crazy taxi with zombies yes yeah that's awesome kind of is awesome it's crazy yeah man it's it's so nuts like i've had so much fun and you get a crossbow in it so like in dying light you could get a bow and arrow and that is the best way to stealth kill the crossbow you get pretty early on in the dlc and if you get a headshot i mean it flips these jokers over like it is it's so much fun this game is stupid fun like if you play it like single player, like playing the story and where it takes itself pretty serious, it's like, it's pretty good. It's got some creepy, some high tension moments. Of course, doing anything at night is like, you know, can you possibly throw yourself into cardiac arrest because it gets tense and you, no matter how OP you get, you can still find a way to die. I find lots of ways to die. Um, but if you play with people, if you play multiplayer, it just goes like, it just takes it just the game changes it goes from this like serious first person horror game to this parkour like just madness where you're running and drop kicking zombies into spike walls and kicking them off buildings and you you get like this grapple hook so you're basically spider-man i mean it's just the game is stupid stupid fun and i'm like okay i platinum the game i beat it on xbox i'm playing it on uh pc i'm like i just like this game is fun i've seen all it has Oh no. Now that I have basically a map twice the size of the original with doom buggies, like there's a trophy for running over 500 zombies. I I should pop that any minute. Like I've I just I spent one morning before work, like an hour and a half just riding around, exploring the map, running over zombies. Just not even playing the game, just like having a blast, you know. And it's like I had already got pretty OP, so like it wasn't really a lot of reason to loot and grind and try to get stuff because I've got really great weapons. But now that I've got a vehicle, I got to constantly fix it because I'm constantly wrecking into uh, zombies. So now it actually gives me a reason to get out and search and scavenge again. So really, really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. So I've been uh, playing that. And then the only other game I played this week besides Fortnite with the kids would be the new Battletoads. Um, how many Battletoads fans we got here tonight? Never touched it. It is the hardest game I've ever played, including Dark Souls. Yes. <laughs> Battletoads is <laughs> stupid hard. Did you ever play Battletoads and Double Dragon? Oh, of course. What a, what a fantastic game. Did you ever try so, to beat Battletoads with Game Genie and still not <laughs> succeed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, those freaking <laughs> motorcycle levels were murder. Like the second one, not just the first one, but the second one was just like, You'd fly into those like tombstone rock things. Like it was awful. It was crazy hard. But chase the snakes you have to jump on to get across. And yeah. every level was a different game. Yep. Yep. It was fun. Well, but, you know, they were fun. And I remembered um, Battletoads and Double Dragon being my favorite of the Battletoads games. Uh, if you like those games, don't play the new one. <laughs> <laughs> like I read the review on the new one. And uh, I just kind of saw it pop up in my feed, and I was like, "Oh, Game Informer gave a gave it a five. That's pretty low." I'm like, sh- I text my brother. I'm like, "This sucks. You know, this doesn't sa- this doesn't bode well for this game." But you know, we both pre-installed it. We're gonna play it day one, whatever. So I fire it up, and I'm playing it, and it is it's terrible. Like <laughs> the art style isn't bad. It's very bright and very colorful. So I kind of dig the art style, even though it's not. It's it just doesn't really remind me of the original game. The voice acting is hot garbage. Wow. The dialogue is so stupid. Like the dialogue is so bad. Like it's not 
Like I was there. Like I like cringy dialogue. You know, like I play old school Resident Evil games. I I watch B movies yeah. on a regular. Like this is like, yeah, it's just not good. Like I'm sitting there playing the game. I beat the first like four or five levels. And I'm like, this is bad. And like, the second level is a mini game where the battle toads have to go to work because they're not like being superheroes anymore. And you have to give like a like an alien a massage. Like it's a quick uh, it's a quick quick time massage simulator. And then like Rash is or Zitz, one of the guys is like he's got to type on a computer. And it's just it's just really really bad. And then it has like it has like a, a motor uh, like a little motor air bike level or whatever. Like it's like the third level in the game, and it's super easy. Like it's which is fine. Like I don't want it to be crazy old school Battletoads hard, but it's just not. It's just not fun. <laughs> it's just not fun at all. Like I'm gonna see it through, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be, I'm gonna see the game to the end because the actual moment to moment, like when you do have a combat level, which is like one out of every four levels now, it's it's good. Like the combat is good. The combos are good. Like the, the animations for that is good. It's a little slow. Like I really want it to be like 10%, 20% faster. But, uh, to me, it feels slower than like turtles in time. Like turtles in time felt like a good, good pace for a beat em up. This just feels, it feels kind of slow. So I don't know. It's not good. I'm very disappointed in it. Like I, I don't recommend it, but I'm going to see it through just because I'm a Battletoads fan, and I'm going to see if there's anything redeeming for the, <laughs> the rest of the game. But either way, uh, that's what we've been playing. Um, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. Once again, this is a, a general video game and um, well, this week, a DC Fandom Podcast. Each week, we get together with a uh, panel and some guests, and we talk about random video games you know we take a lot of community questions all that good stuff uh if you like the show please leave us reviews we're giving away games for every 10 reviews uh we have another review to read tonight i'm super stoked about it uh we also have a couple other podcasts we have 2236 which is our survival horror podcast and uh the loot bros comic cast which we have been catching some criticism for not putting episodes out lately but i can assure you that more episodes will be dropping by the time you hear this one. That is a promise. If I break my promise, you are all more than welcome to uh, kick Tanner in the nuts. So, how? No. Yeah, Tanner volunteered. With that being said, throw that on me. I'm not even a part of that show. <laughs> Fall guy. Yeah. What are you saying, Roach? I was just saying Tanner 100% volunteers for this. Yeah. He actually texted me earlier and said, Bro, if you need, you need a guy, I'm your guy. He said, I'm, I'm all right, so like I'm, I'm only on six shows, so you know what the hell, <laughs> yes. you know, all about it. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, and like, you know, uh, always trying to talk about comics, though. I mean, come on, hey man, that's my favorite thing to talk about. Like, real talk now, Roach is a Roach switched to nights recently, so it's been tough to line up our schedules, but this weekend it is happening for sure, 100%. and uh, a little behind the the behind the scenes, uh, Justin and I were actually talking about doing some you know, talking comics together. So who knows? I might be able to rope him into getting on the show with us at least once or twice. Let me know. So, I am available. See, you guys heard it here. You hear that, Jared? So okay, boom. We got All right. Guess. So heck yeah. There we go. Heck yeah. So s- speaking of comics, 
our good friend and soon to be guest on the show, uh, Mark Lucia, the from a nerd named Mark podcast. He left us a review. He went to iTunes, left his review just like you can, and it says, My favorite anime podcast. This is the best anime podcast I've ever listened to. Review brought to you by Nerd Name Mark Podcast. Wow. Freaking wow. All right. I'm well, the only one on the show that likes anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, if that wasn't ever a, a review that did not. Did not describe the show. That is it. Thanks, Mark, for being a total anime nerd and getting on there and just, and just ruining our forty-two <laughs> beautiful reviews. <laughs> so, but like I said, I uh, I watched an anime one time. So there's that. I'm actually wearing a Naruto shirt right now. Uh, we had a discussion at work the other day. Actually, oh, one of the guys working with us. He was talking about anime. He was like, uh, who was it, Tanner, that said my son does the uh, Naruto run? And I said, no, he does the, the TMNT run. Beyond? Yeah, that's what, yeah, it was the guy we worked with. He was, he was, I got a guy at work who gives me hell for uh, not liking anime and liking Punisher and, you know, being American and all that good stuff. And he was like, uh, <laughs> he come in the room and he's like, you know, what are you going to do when your kids grow up and they're watching anime? I'm like, I'm going to kick them out call them nerds. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, nah, for real talk, my son, he like, when he, my five-year-old, when he takes off running, he throws his arms back. And he goes, oh, you mean like Naruto? I was like, no, like Michelangelo. Don't you watch Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, there's that. So, yeah, no anime here. Sorry, Mark. If you're looking for anime, you're in the wrong place, nerd. I'll but just be speak- quiet over here. Uh, you, like- <laughs> you like anime? Dude, I like everything. <laughs> it's it's kind of like an ongoing joke. Like I don't hate anime. It's just uh one of our yeah. former co hosts and then Tanner. That's like they love anime. But I've never watched any of the shows that they like. You know? And uh I I I I got one for you. I'll tell a story. So a couple years back, me and Tanner are hanging out, right? And I'm like, I don't, I don't like know what, what's good anime, you know? And so we go on Netflix and I don't know who picked it, but we ended up watching some anime where like these chicks were fighting and every time they got punched, like a titty or a butt cheek would pop out. Oh, uh, what's that? <laughs> oh. oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Icky Tozen? Uh, yeah, yeah, Icky Tozen. That's Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, that was like, me, dude. That was you. No, You're the only person I watched anime with. Isn't there one called like Queen's Blade? Yep. That's yeah. that's another one that is that's yeah, a that's pretty good description of that. That's the one I watched. <laughs> Titties everywhere. Wow. I was like There's other good stuff though. I mean like if you watch Akira or if you watch like Record of the Lotus War or The Professional, they, they base the movie The Professional on that Golgo thirteen. So there's like some good stuff. It's just maybe you didn't get to see stuff that really meshed with you. Yeah, I watched um I watched Castlevania. That was pretty good. Yeah, see that's that's just that's a good one. Yeah. Also titties. So, so. I like Inuyasha, Naruto, uh Cowboy Bebop was a good one. Yep. Um those are the main ones I watched. See, I like, you know, like I said, I watched Castlevania. I like nineties X Men, nineties Spider Man, nineties Ninja Turtles, so 
Like the the DC animated films. That's anime, right? Those are American. Yeah, movies, I, though, right. The only the only one I think that qualifies as anime is like if you ever watched uh, Nickelodeon's Avatar. I think that oh, yeah. is. They said that was the only American anime. The Last Airbender, like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's oh, uh, it's on Netflix it's now so too, so you can get through it. I guess that I failed the anime test. <laughs> it's all right. There's other things. This usually happens on my show when we start talking about wrestling, and Justin just completely checks out. Now, keep in mind, we were literally at C two E two this year, and we met Raven and Tommy Dreamer. You know, if if you guys know wrestling, you maybe oh, yeah. those guys. So we meet them, and we're just like awestruck. We're like, dude, it's freaking Raven and all that. And you know, we end up talking with him about like supernatural and all that. And he goes, "Oh, uh, do you want to be in the picture?" And he's like, "No, I don't like wrestling." Like you said, that's a Raven, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Then he catches the DDT. Well, I mean, I didn't realize he was as big as he was because you you don't think so. And and I'm actually taller than Tommy Dreamer, but like Raven was huge. I'm like, holy crap, man! So it was just kind of funny. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, that happened on our show too. So I I grew up, man, watching wrestling. Like, um, like Zach and I, we've been watching wrestling together our whole lives. Like our family used to get together for all the pay per views before the WWE Network came out. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, it was like a big deal in our in our family. I mean, my room is like filled with action figures of wrestlers. So <laughs> yeah, he's not joking. I have like it's there's it. no you can't see you can't see any like square inch of his wall. He's got wrestling figures all over his wall. <laughs> to tie this back to comics, I actually have an issue of Mankind number one signed by Mick Foley. Whoa, oh, dude, that's sick. isn't that cool? Yeah, it was that's fun. I, I got to meet him one time. That's I was the only person I think that bought his shirt that said testicular fortitude on it. So we, we meet him and he goes, he goes, don't you feel funny wearing that? Like you look ridiculous. <laughs> and this is Mick Foley. I went to go see him in the shirt and I literally think I was the only person that bought that shirt. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. It was yeah, a fun I'm, as a matter of fact, Zach's dad and I went. Zach was probably too too young for this because there's what a ten year difference between us, Zach. Yeah, I'm 21. So. Yeah, and I'm 35. So yeah, there's more than 10 years. But um, so your dad, my dad, and I, we went to see uh, WCW when Ric Flair made his return to the ring in WCW. So it was a really big deal because, you know, Ric Flair owned a house on Lake Murray, which is not far from here. And he lived in North Carolina at the time. So whenever WCW came to the Coliseum here, it was essentially like Ric Flair coming home. And he you know, was obviously making his return back to wrestling after retiring for, retiring for a little while. So I remember like we freaking, that was like my first wrestling event was going to see Ric Flair come back. And oh man, I was, I was already hooked, but like that was like sealed the deal. I was gonna be a lifelong fan, man. I freaking freaking love it. Yeah, I, love wrestling. I remember when I was younger, we went to like this local wrestling event. I got a picture with uh, Ted DiBiase Senior. Wow, I got million dollar man. I got to hold the belt, dude. That thing was heavy. Granted, I was only like six or seven at the time, but that belt was heavy. Was he like six foot four or something? Like he he was a tall guy too. Yeah, he was pretty dang tall. Them rugs yeah. are not a joke. I racked myself getting in. It hurt. <laughs> so we um, I took my son, my oldest son, to uh, a TNA event. Uh, whenever uh, they were on tour, and we got to see uh, 
we went to see TNA. They at the township here, and they had uh, they had Mr. Anderson that was in a cage match against Bully Ray, and uh, we got to meet. Um, oh, what was it? It was uh, uh, Earl Hebner had like a record amount of matches refereed that night. Uh. It was like his like one thousandth match refereed or something like that. So we got pictures with him. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Tanner's old roommate and I, we, he went with me. So it was, uh, we went, we got pictures with uh, uh, Earl Hebner and I got autographs from uh, Mr. Anderson. That's oh, awesome. Didn't you take a, yeah, you took a picture with him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I, I did. I think we yeah, got hanging was, up on our fridge. Yeah, dude, he's awesome. I was a huge fan of his too because that was when he was, uh, you know, doing the Mr. Anderson. It was freaking like, I was like, man, him him leaving WWE sucked, but like going to TNA and then getting to be the champ or whatever, I was like, yeah, I'll take that. So I was like, I, I always liked uh, Mr. Anderson. We used to run into so many of these guys. Uh, I'm from Connecticut originally, so you, you've got WWE headquarters down at the bottom part of the yep. state. So yep. we, we would see him like walking around all the time. I, I think um, I think Crash Holly actually overdosed and died in Connecticut. So back back when that happened, but I mean, we used to see him in the in the grocery store and all that walking around. Uh, met Stephen Richards at uh, at the airport. Like a lot of these guys were just hanging out. Like, oh my god, Stephen Richards. <laughs> so um, back in 2013, uh, me and one of the, my old, one of my bandmates, we actually went and did some training on some machines in Connecticut. Oh. And there was like a shuttle that picked us up one morning and they like drove us around and uh, we had to, we were in Farmington, Connecticut. Yep. And so we're like, we're like riding around and they're like, yeah, um, 50 cent owns a house down this road right here. Like uh, Rob zombies down this way. And just kind of like just so cool. spouting off all these big celebrities, whatever. So then we go to the, uh, we go to the guitar center. Like we, we actually, there's like three or four of them uh, really close to each other. And so we're like hanging out at Guitar Center, just kind of jamming and just like, that's where we spend our evenings. And uh, we're sitting there playing and like, uh, we're talking to the dudes there. Like, yeah, uh, Rob Zombie filmed, uh, filmed, uh, recorded one of his uh, records. And uh, it's like, man, they had like some mics go out and some cables and stuff. So like, they would just like ride over here and like come hang out at the shop and like pick up there. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. I was like, I didn't realize how many like, I didn't realize how many, like, I guess because you're like right outside of New York City, you know, being there. And like a lot of people commute from Connecticut to there. It's it's funny and because his, his wife was from Plainville, Connecticut, right? And that's, I ran the Blockbuster video in that town years ago. Dude, yes. So I'm like, yeah, Cherry Moon was definitely in there at some point. Oh, absolutely. Because especially how much of a movie fan that guy is. Like that dude takes a duffel bag full of movies. Well, yeah, this is pre, you know, Netflix and all that stuff. That dude said, like, I watched a video, like an interview with him. And like, he's like, I carry a duffel bag of, of old, like VHS tapes of like horror movies anywhere he goes on tour. So it's like, man, he's a good dude. So, thank you. Yeah, dude. So, all right. Well, I guess uh, we should probably get into, you know, what everybody came here for, you know, the video games and the community questions and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm sure one or two people have probably tuned out. They're like, oh gosh, you freaking nerds! I <laughs> watch anime. Oh, wrestling. Oh, <laughs> yucky. So, all right. So, real quick, yeah, I want to kind of touch on the backlog beatdown and the uh, leaderboards. If you're listening to the show, you want to hear your name or your gamer tag shouted out on the show. All you got to do is join our custom leaderboards. Head on over to TrueAchievements.com, TrueTrophies.com. 
log in, sync up your profiles, and all of your uh, trophies and achievements will be tracked. And every seven days, we read out the top three or top five, depending on how I feel. Uh, true trophies, uh, true, excuse me, true achievements.com, the old Xbox leaderboard. In first place, we got the Alpha Seagal with 1,370 points. Uh, he passed Gwen's Candle, which is in second place, with 950 points. Yeah, that's right, Justin. Somebody named their Xbox gamer tag after Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, vagina-scented candle. Yeah, from uh, Goop, right? Yep, from Goop. Yeah, I can, I can keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we, we got a fan in the house, boys. <laughs> uh, and then in third place, we got GDI Master Ace with 190 achievement points. But he is playing Alan Wake. So, yes, oh. very nice. Yes, very nice. So, uh, actually, I just kind of want to point this one out. A uh, good friend of ours and a uh, guest on the show, Cool Kid Joe. He got a achievement in Mr. Massage, but Mr. Massage, the Mayo edition. So, I wonder, uh, because the same people that made My Name is Mayo made Mr. Massage, I wonder if they you can play My Name is Mayo on Xbox now. Joe, if you're listening, write in and let us know what's the deal with Mr. Massage on Xbox. So yes, if you head on over to know if we can play our favorite mayo tapping jar game. Hey, have you guys ever played Mr. Massage? No. No. I, I never okay. heard of it. All right. So Mr. So first off, my name is Mayo came out, and that was like the game that really broke the tip of the iceberg for the uh for the cheap, easy platinums and achievement games to start coming out. And uh, the um, Mr. Massage was their next game, and it's actually like a real game. Uh, it's a visual novel of sorts, but it's a kind of a parody on like online dating. So what you have to do is you have to use a Tinder-style app to find people, and you have to go on dates with them. And the the dialogue choices go really crazy, wild places. Uh, some are a little more risque than others. Some of them get crazy, and one chick turns into like a werewolf. So, like, it's really wild and really stupid funny. So, uh, if you are interested in that sort of thing, check out Mr. Massage on PlayStation and now apparently also on Xbox. It was actually it's a fairly easy platinum, but it's actually a pretty funny game. Wow. I just looked this up. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah it, it's got some really funny parts of it like it made me laugh audibly more than once so I, uh, I might check that out later yeah man get that easy uh, yeah turn the lights off light up wanna light up the Gwen's candle yeah. and then play Mr. Mythology <laughs> I'll be playing uh, Leisure Suit Larry there you go basically the same thing <laughs> Uh, all right, so if you head on over to truetrophies.com, do the exact same thing. Uh, we will read out your uh, your gamer tag if you're in the top. So in first place, Affectatious Donk with 286 trophies. Good Lord, man, he's on fire. Mr. TMNT84 with 78 trophies. Uh, Joe, you got to slow down, bro. That's a, that's, you're getting up there, man. You're about to hit those uh, the, the hundreds. And then in third place, um, our gaming gal Kalai Mally nineteen seventy eight with thirty two trophies, and uh, looks like she got the platinum in Legend of the Skyfish. So somebody's doing old some cheap trophy hunting. Very nice, very nice. So, and that 
is the leaderboards. Now we are also still uh, we're getting we're over the halfway point in the backlog beatdown. If uh, you are curious what the backlog beatdown is, it is a community event where any games you buy is a negative point, any games you beat is a positive point, and any games that you 100% or platinum is an additional point. And we tally these points up all throughout the year and see what how we did. And the all you got to do to participate is go into the Facebook group, uh, post a little screenshot of anything you buy or anything that you uh, beat with the hashtag backlog beatdown. And just to kind of rattle off some of the top uh, scores, John Tancredi is in first place with 87 points. Mm. That's insane. Uh, Joseph Priestley is in second place with 58 points. Then Gareth Davis is in third place with 24 points. Uh, James McCall is uh, in fourth with 23, and I am in fifth with 21. Old Tricky Mick is getting close. He's getting ready to pass me. Uh, my PSP addiction has really hurt me <laughs> in the last half of this year. So, old T-Bird, you are down towards the bottom there, buddy. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I totally haven't been playing games. Seven points. Seven points. Got to beat some games. All right, guys. That is all the fun stuff out of the way. So now let's get into community questions. Tommy Gunn writes in and he asks, what is your most anticipated game releasing this holiday season? Justin, we'll let you start us off. Are, are we due for another version of Final Fantasy VII yet? Or do we have to wait another six years for that? Well, we, we got to wait. Years. Yeah, six uh, years for the for the sequel, but the Xbox version should come out in the next six months to a year. I I cannot anticipate a game higher than Final Fantasy VII, so... Any other game to me is like, that's the next one I'm waiting for. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I got to go back and finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself from what I have played of it. Oh, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. That's a it's a really, really game. good, pretty game. Good music, too. Like, they, they really captured all the aspects of it. And then, and then getting to the end, I was just like, I want to keep going. So, <laughs> you know. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. What about you, Roach? What are you anticipating for this holiday season? Well, I was looking forward to Halo. We all know how that turned out. <laughs> Nerd! So, I guess I don't have one. I guess my, the next game I'm looking forward to is Cyberpunk. Well, that's not really a holiday. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's coming out soon, isn't it? Or do they delay it till next year? March, right? Again? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. That, that one got delayed a few times, so I can't keep up with it anymore. I don't remember how long it has. So, all right. What about you, T-Bird? Uh, yeah, I think it's Cyberpunk, really. Just don't really know what else is coming out the rest of the year. Did you guys play the Avengers beta at all? I saw that it's it's free for everybody now, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I want to download it. I'm probably going to download it tonight. Try it. I just it it looks like that. fun. So I, I don't know how anticipated it was for me, but it's like I'll probably end up playing that. But I'm a little behind, and the next game I'll probably play is the uh, was uh, was that Left Behind or two the sequel? Oh, the Last of Us or Last of Us? That's the one. Yeah, I'll probably end up playing that next. Yeah, I um, I'm honestly I didn't really have a most anticipated game because I hadn't picked up Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us two. 
So I was like, well, you know, I'll when I get through this massive amount of games that I've got backlogged, I would just play that stuff. Uh, and then I saw, and we'll see how things go tomorrow, but uh, the new WB Montreal game is uh, Batman Gotham Knights. So I can't imagine they're going to release Rocksteady's game for the Suicide Squad this year. That seems like, if I was a guessing guy, I'd say that's probably like a next year game. So, I mean, another Batman game, especially since they've been they've been teasing the Court of Owls so freaking heavy for the past few months. So, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, that tomorrow when we get up that DC fandom, they'll say, hey, this game's coming out this holiday. So, if that's not the case, then the Tony Hawk uh, remaster would be my next most anticipated game. Uh, when, when is that released? Uh, end of August, early September. So. Dang. It's it's coming up real soon. Yeah, I actually so, to do oh, that. And I pre-ordered uh, the Dark Pictures anthology Little Hope. So I posted that pre-order link in the Facebook group. If you guys don't know what that is, check out Little Hope. That is going to be dope. Especially you, Justin, because you like uh, you like a lot of the older movies and the uh, the horror and the campy B movie stuff. Yeah. Was that the uh, was that the Hideo? Uh, uh, what's his name from Metal Gear? Was that his game? No, that's Death Stranding. No, no, oh, no. Okay. Um, so oh, no, Little okay. Hope. So, um, the guys who made a there's a group of people who made a game called Until Dawn, which is like a uh an action. It's like an action adventure. Um, you basically play through a movie. It seems like I don't know. I mean, it's a adventure game, but I don't know the best way to describe it unless you're familiar with these style games, but you have a group of teens and they had to, they were going to stay at this cabin and you, know, you make a bunch of decisions and it all has like a butterfly effect and people can live, people can die and every playthrough is different. And every year. choice makes a difference, all that stuff. So that was called until dawn. Well, these guys made another game uh, last year called the uh, man of Medan, which is same kind of vein, but this time you're on like a ship out at sea and you, you, there's like a ghost ship that you come up on and, and you know, a bunch of crazy stuff happens. Anyways, so at the end of Man of Medan, I mean, they advertised a uh, like a what looks like the Salem Witch Trials kind of era and territory. Uh, and it's called Little Hope. So I can't tell if it's like more of a ghost story or if it's more of a like a witch story. But you, you look it up. Look up Little Hope. Yeah, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope. That is going to be freaking awesome. So I did, I pre-ordered that one. So I guess if, uh, if Batman doesn't come out, you know, we got Tony Hawk and little hope. That would be, that would be my answers. Right on. Right so, on. And then next up, Tommy Gunn asked, what is your 2020 game of the year so far? Anybody? Final fantasy seven. There you go. Yeah. I'm definitely saying final fantasy as well. What all, I don't think I played any games that came out this year. So I can't That's really not judge. necessarily a bad thing. What we usually do at the end of the year um, on the show is we usually do like what is our game of the year that we played this year because you know not everybody plays every single release that comes out. So I'm going to say Resident Evil Three. I had a lot even of though, fun with that game, yeah. <clears throat> even though I really enjoyed Final Fantasy VII, I haven't finished it yet. So like, uh, but it's that's a real tough one because you know Resident Evil two and three and final fantasy seven, like all the originals, 
it came out in that same era on PS1. So like when I think about those games, they all, I, they remind me of each other, you know, just that that nostalgic era. And so um, it's funny because Resident Evil Three and Final Fantasy Seven came out the same year again, and I'm just like, man, that's this is it's really cool. So, but, but definitely I enjoyed Resident Evil Three a whole bunch. Well, I'm gonna take a wild guess. If it's not Final Fantasy, it's either gonna be Ghost of Tsushima or Last. Yeah, yeah, I think that this year that's a. I think that it, I guess, because I can't remember, so I might be speaking ignorantly. But I guess if Cyberpunk doesn't come out this year, if it does come out next year, that one's off the table. So it would be Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, or Final Fantasy VII. If Cyberpunk released on time, you know, it probably would have won. But yeah, they're polishing. I'll tell you, was not. I'll tell you, was not going to win, and that is Battletoads. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that one is not going to win uh, Game of the Year for sure. What if it wins? So, like all right, Jared writes in and says, what, what are you saying, Zach? Say, what if it wins like five categories? <laughs> I, I would, uh, I would, best I would uh, fall on the sword. Best gameplay, best soundtrack, <laughs> best, best graphic, best voice acting, best voice acting. <laughs> That's first person shooter. <laughs> yeah, it's a size goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got racing in it. You got to race those little those little bikes. That's funny. But yeah, if that was the case, I'd fall on the sword. Like, yep, I'm retiring from gaming. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So Jared writes in and says, "Is it true that the Loot Bros store merchandise is of greater quality than the Loot Bros podcast itself?" <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. yes, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I gotta be honest. I was wearing my uh, my uh, Loot Bro shirt and my Ninja Loot mask earlier, and uh, I gotta say, I felt pretty good. So much better. I felt much better about wearing the merch than I do about being on the show. You see, wearing <laughs> any kind of Loot Bros merch raises your charisma by like ten points. So, <laughs> so we need so. to make some shorts, some socks, and some hats in because I need all the charisma I can get. <laughs> So actually, it uh, I, when I put on Loot Bros merchandise uh, from our Threadless store, that link is, uh, can be found in the show notes or on the uh, pin on the Facebook page. When I wear Loot Bros merchandise, it actually increases my sex appeal. If you don't believe me, just ask my wife. That, <laughs> we, all that that, we all know that. We all know it's a lie. I guess. I guess it's a good thing that my show doesn't have any merch because I don't know what it would do to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> What is it increasing, and do we want it to increase it in that area? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, and, uh, definitely. Uh, actually, uh, Loot Bros merchandise is kind of like PF Flyers, guaranteed to make you run faster and jump higher. Nice. So uh, you should head on over to our Threadless account, grab yourself a shirt, get yourself the official Ninja Loot Respect Issue mask, uh, and then uh, one of these days I will re-release some of the other shirts that I've taken down. So we're actually, uh, I think we got to have one with uh, with Roach on it. As a matter of fact, I'm actually going to go ahead and put this out there. I know that the uh, all, all of the hosts from the Game Stuff podcast listen to the show. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. If you guys don't make the Dick Around shirt with Roberto's face on it, I will. So I'm just going to throw it out there. If you guys don't don't do it, I'll do it. And then, you know, of course, that'll definitely uh, raise the dexterity of all the wearers. 
Nice. You got the the D and D tabletop sort of uh, reference there. I'm following along. All right. You guys get advantage. There you go. See, see, all you got to do wear the merch. It makes uh, makes your stats better. All right. So Lucia writes in and says he's got three really hard hitting questions. So he says, "Do we really need another Batman game? I'm happy we're getting the Suicide Squad as it's something new, but I feel like if you combine Tomb Raiders bow gameplay." With the Arkham City, we'll get a nice Green Arrow game. Hey, shout out there, Justin. Green Arrow. Uh, says, who else besides Batman would you like to see get a video game finally? I'd like to see a Justin, standalone. I'll let you take that one. Oh, my bad. No, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. No. You guys should go first. I'm sorry. Okay. So just what I was going to say is, yes, we need another Batman game, but the real question we should be asking is, why aren't we getting Injustice 3 Batman Dark Knight's Metal. That's what we should be getting. Oh my gosh, dude. Yes. Yes. So much freaking yes. I like all that. Injustice 3, yes. Which the, I keep seeing little little teasers. So who knows? We might be getting it. But yes, Dark Knight's Metal, Death Metal, Speed Metal, all that stuff. Dude, freaking give it to me. I think if we had a, a villain game with the Batman Who Laughs. That was just I mean, I, I, that. Go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. I stole your answer. I was like, man, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, the Batman Who Laughs would be a dope freaking game. Also, it would be dope if they had like a single like Joker game where you play as the Joker and you you just like your objective is to destroy Gotham and to, to you know try to get Batman to like do what he doesn't want to do, which is kill, you know? Yes. That'd be cool. Dude, yes. I think a Joker game would be cool. I think especially if uh, if they're scared of not putting out a property because it doesn't have Batman in it, then that would be the safe uh that'd be the safe way to go. It's like, okay, make a Joker game. Now granted it it it'd be hard because they've already like spoilers killed off the Joker in the Arkham series. Well, it'd be a spinoff. Yeah. I mean, it's a multiverse. They can do whatever they want. Exactly. Exactly. But guys, three Jokers, right? Comes oh, out dude. next week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can't. I can't freaking wait. That's I gonna be a, awesome. I got a nice sized uh, full list waiting on me. <laughs> I have like two months of unpicked up comics to pick up Tuesday. <laughs> yes, I went. Uh, actually, uh, not. So this past week, the week before, like half the DC books weren't available. They didn't get shipped at the same time. So I went in and I picked up, you know, the, uh, I think I picked up Dark Knight's Metal 2 and, uh, or it might've been the, uh, guide work, a guidebook to metal. I can't remember. It was one of the, one of the metal books came out. I was like, cool. That's great. And then like this week I went in there and I had two weeks worth of books that dropped and then I'm, I'm pulling the entire Joker war. So they he stuck everything in there. Even if basically, if somewhere in the comic it even advertised Joker War, he stuck it in there. I'm just kidding, but yeah, I definitely uh, it was a, it was a nice nice big haul for me. So I'm pretty stoked. Joker War in two three Jokers. Give me a Joker game. Give me a Joker two the movie. Yes, I'm down with all that. That's that's a great <laughs> idea. I mean, ever since the first uh, game Arkham Asylum where you could play as Joker, I mean, I I think we've been ready for this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. What about you, T-Bird? I don't really know. 
Because like I, the only like out of the, out of the new Batman games, I've only really played Asylum. So if I got another game like Asylum, I'd be happy. But then again, I don't know what all improvements they made with the other two. I mean, Asylum was good. Uh, City was good, but City went open world. Um, I really liked Arkham Knight, but that one just was just like all around just fun. Like I enjoyed the Batman. I mean, the Batmobile stuff, even though that wasn't like most everybody else's favorite part. I really dug getting in the Batmobile. You put on some good headphones and freaking let uh like just crank them junks up. Every time you got the Batmobile, dude, it was like just nasty sounding it was awesome um but uh yeah i don't know it's, it's good and then uh I, origins is the only one i haven't finished and uh that one's kind of my fault i really enjoy the game and i think it has some of the best boss fights in the series but i got to a certain point where i had just stopped and i stopped for a long time and then now like when i pick up and play it i'm like oh i played all of Arkham Knight so many times. I've got almost every trophy in the game. Like, I'll go back to this one. I'm like, oh, wait, I can't drive the Batmobile. Oh, I got to actually, like, run around the whole town. And uh, I don't know. That was one I should have finished before I went on to the next one. So, but either way, uh, Lucia also writes in and he asks, who is the best Batman actor and why is it Ben Affleck? Grown. <laughs> yeah, <this is> <laughs> um, yeah, I I would say he's he's good. Um, Bale is not the best. So and I, I know for years, like a lot of people are like, oh, Christian Bale's so good. Like when you watch those Nolan movies, it's about everything. But Batman is not the main character. Um, Batman was good. But I mean, you're, you're talking to a guy who's like, I grew up with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's always going to be Batman for me. And, and surprisingly, you know who did a good job? Val Kilmer. People, he Thank gets, a lot, of, he gets a lot of crap, but it's like, he was really good. He just had a kind of crappy movie all around. Him. But um, yeah, Batflack, I think like top three. H- have you guys ever seen the fan film Batman Dead End? Um, it, you could probably find it on YouTube, but it is um, Batman versus Joker versus Alien versus Predator. No, that sounds so awesome. So if you look up, look up Batman Dead End, that's my favorite Batman. So <laughs> that guy was awesome. Huh. Batman Dead End. That sounds yeah, awesome. It is amazing. I, I think the guy's name is like Sandy Collar or something like that. And it, it started out as a fan film. And um, I want to say the the kid that played Boner from Growing Pains played the Joker like uh, a couple years before he passed away. But um, it's something. You should You should definitely check it out. They, they did a, on my now. They did one called Grayson, I think, where he was trying to get out of like a supermax prison and it was like Nightwing. So so there's that one too. But uh yeah, Batman Dead End, check that out. Huh. I do remember I feel like I've seen something on about Grayson. Um I actually watched uh someone had posted an interview on Facebook about a guy doing a Batman fan film. I don't know if it's the same one, but at the time it wasn't finished, so it's very possible. You know what I could do? So, I can actually I post that to your Facebook group. I will do that. Do it. Do it. Yeah, T-Bird and I were just talking earlier because we were, uh, you know, we were kind of going over the fact that uh, Val Kilmer is rumored to be at DC Fandom. 
Uh, he is, yeah. Yeah, so that would, uh, uh, T Bird was like, oh man, I want to. Oh, he's we were talking all about we needed, um, all we need are the, the bat nip shot and the, the bat butt shot. That's all <laughs> we need from him. Well, that's probably all you can get because I don't think he can speak anymore. Uh, based on I don't know if he had cancer, but he's got some sort of like uh, voice box, like voice box or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm sure they can make something happen. I mean, if they're going to do a Flashpoint movie and they're going to have like scenes with all the old Batman and stuff in it, I mean, we got to have a Kilmer Batman, even if he's just I, brooding. I agree. I mean, I don't want a Clooney Batman though. Like, no. I gotta draw the line there. That was terrible. Well, That's my daughter. Want to have an ice age? <laughs> Everybody, Everybody too. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. Oh. He's Mister White Christmas. He's Mister oh. Snow. <laughs> oh God! That's so. So bad. I tell you what, they're going back to Kilmer's Batman. Um, one of my favorite scenes is a uh, is a, a Jim Carrey Riddler scene where he was like he had uh, Robin in the little uh, cage or whatever, and he was like, uh, his uh, one of his dreams is getting butt naked with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie with my kids, and they're like, "Ugh, why would you do that?" <laughs> like, like, "Ugh, that's gross." Like, yep. I just so watched my- uh, Natural Born Killers last week, and if you guys haven't yeah. seen that in a while, Tommy Lee Jones basically does his whole Two Face routine in that film. It's pretty crazy, dude. Okay, so I was listening to your show, right, and y'all had talked about that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that movie since it came out on VHS." Like, I haven't seen that movie in years and years and years and years. And so I was like riding down the road, and I was listening to that. I was like. Bro, I gotta freaking get that movie. It's like I haven't seen that in so long. That's that's what it's about, you know. You talk about your weekend geek, and you get other people interested and in on the conversation, like you guys with uh, all the trophies and the games and all that. I hadn't played Resident Evil in forever, and I start listening to you, and I'm like, damn, I gotta play Resident Evil, and I gotta find Alan Wake. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Heck yeah. So that's good stuff. All right. So yeah, I'm going to shed a little love on this one because uh, Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman. Previously it was, um, Keaton. I grew up with Keaton. I have like a, like crap load of Michael Keaton, Batman action figures, uh, that my son has destroyed over the years. (laughs) And so, uh, I'm just, I'm just a huge Batman fan. So I really like, uh, I actually, I was always, I always championed Kilmer as well. Because I thought he was a great Batman. I didn't think his movie was terrible um, until recently kind of revisiting it and just realizing just how almost slapstick it was. Um, I never liked Batman and Robin, though. I saw that in the theaters with my dad. Um, That movie was just awful. (laughs) And I thought that that Clooney was just not... He just was not Batman. I was just like, "This this is weird. Um... Actually, we got uh, we used to go to Burger King and get all of the uh, the little Batman plastic mugs. I don't know if you guys remember that back when that movie yeah, came out. You could go to Burger King and get uh, get like the happy like their version of Happy Meals or whatever, and you could buy the little cup. So that was like a Batman, a Robin, a Mister Freeze, all that stuff. Are you that talking is actually about the mugs like those uh, yeah. mugs? Those things are amazing. Yeah. Yes. 
So uh, my daughter's favorite Batman movie is Batman Robin because she loves the Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. Oh. Yeah, so we watch that movie a lot in this house, like unfortunately a lot. <laughs> so, but I tell you this: uh, tomorrow, all day long, it's going to be DC fandom and you know, and definitely Batman movies for sure. Like it's, that's happening. So I'm super stoked. Um, and then the third question from Lucia is what level of self-control do you think Superman needs to use in order not to destroy a toilet when he poops? I'm not entirely sure he poops, to be honest with you. I mean, does he? I mean, does he even eat food? That, that was my question. I was like, wait a minute. Does he eat? He doesn't have to, but he can. But I don't think anyone really ever mentions him pooping. All right, well, let's say, let's say he does. Okay. And do you think he'd be able to control that? I mean, he controls his strength, doesn't he? <laughs> he controls his laser, his yeah. uh, heat vision, and his cool, his ice breath. So, I mean, I so. wouldn't imagine he's, like, just gripping the side of the toilet, and then it just explodes underneath him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I, I know his, his favorite dish is beef bourguignon. Because that's that's his code word with Lois, and I, I know that from uh, listening to the uh, Kingdom Come. They had like a book on tape years ago, so I learned that. Yeah. So I, I know he definitely does that, and you know he eats whenever he goes home to like Mon Pa Kent's and all that. But he that's must right. have some sort of control over it. But what a concept! <laughs> well, Dean Cain's uh, Superman. He eat, I think he eats in that a good bit. Oh, and, yeah. uh, Lois and Clark: The Adventures of Superman. What if that's just, so I just recently marathoned all of those. Like, what if that's just this, the downside of Superman we don't know about? Like he has all those awesome powers, but he has like the worst diarrhea. <laughs> what if he has to go off planet to poop? Yeah, he has to go find different like planets Rick. to destroy because he has to take a massive dump. Well, yeah. What if, he, what if he goes to the moon and just drops dudes in a crater? <laughs> that's how the craters got there. He's so powerful, he goes in black holes. <laughs> Untraceable. Untraceable. <laughs> He's like, they won't go, they won't go in there. Uh, you can never find this. Uh, well, yeah, what if that's what a black hole is, actually? It's a Superman super deuce. What if, hold on, well, what if like him taking dumps in black holes is the reason why the multiverse exists? And that's why all that bad crap uh, happens in the different universes. So it's not Barry's fault after all. <laughs> right. He just broke into the speed force while uh, Superman was taking a, a power dump. <laughs> that's why Darkseid's pissed at him because he, he goes through boom. <laughs> <laughs> he, got a, he got a whole turd sandwich in a boom tube. <laughs> Uh, have you guys seen the uh, the the reverse flash? Uh, it was me, Barry, uh, memes, and <laughs> yes, <video. sir. laughs> uh, Anytime I think about uh, Flashpoint, I think about reverse flash. It was me, Barry. <laughs> I pooped in your pants. <laughs> uh, those are awesome. So, but yeah, I, I, you know what's crazy is um, I never even thought about. Superman's uh, bodily functions like that until uh, was it mall rats? Yes. <laughs> Except for a kryptonite condom, but that would kill him. Yeah, 
<laughs> he said, but then he blow a load like a shotgun straight through Los's back. I was like, geez. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's deep right there, man. That's like Alex Jones right, level man. deep. <laughs> so that that's kind, kind of the, things. The plot of Watchmen, though, you know, it's like, what are superheroes like in real life? And, you know, and I know they go into this in like uh, Secret War 2. When uh, the Beyonder shows up on Earth and Spider-Man has to teach him how to poop. <laughs> that is a real thing. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, <laughs> uh, that's that's definitely uh, that's definitely something that the comic books don't shed enough light on. Is uh, What do you do like when you're wearing like 30 pounds of rubber and Kevlar and you got to drop deuce? I feel like they go into that in The Boys. Um, but oh, I, well, again, that, I haven't read that in a while, but definitely uh, that's something they go into. I read the first volume of Bo- of the boys before, or maybe right as they announced it was going to be a um, an Amazon show. That's pretty wild. I heard the boys pretty wild stuff really there. good TV show. It's not bad. I watched it. Um, well, yeah, I feel like yeah, I, yeah, it's not bad when I heard about it. Yeah. So. Heath liked it. It. it it's got so it's got some weird stuff into it, like so. Um, like Homelander, I love the the concept of Homelander. You know, like he is essentially Superman in in the public eye, but he's actually like a really awful, awful like you know superhero and behind closed doors. Um, I thought it was really cool. I just, I don't know, that weird relationship with the whole, <laughs> the chick and the breastfeeding thing. Like, that was yep. just, I, that was just weird. <laughs> like, they made it weird. I was like, I don't know. Is, is he into her? Or does he want her to be his mom? Like, I can't tell. Did you see the last episode, though? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, it's a little odd. It's weird. <laughs> it was one of those things to where I, l- like, lost interest in it as it went on where it didn't get better to me. Like, I feel like it was the best it was going to, like that show was the best it was going to be the first three episodes. That, that was Whereas, my take on Altered Carbon. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't watch that one. Actually, uh, I heard a couple of friends say it's it's cool to start, but it doesn't really go anywhere to them. And I just went, this one of those, I just never really checked out afterwards. But the boys, is, it's different. I mean, if you're into like diff, like alternate takes on superheroes, I recommend it. Um, I don't, I don't know that it's the best written show ever, but like, it's definitely interesting. So it, for, it comes for, from such a good comic too. Like, isn't it yeah. Garth Ennis, you know, that, uh, did, did the book. And I mean, he did it originally with Simon Pegg in mind and it, it was a really groundbreaking book. It was like, Oh, Watchmen, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know, the opening scene of the book and the show is really, really like thought provoking when it's yeah. like, when, uh, the what's his face? Um, God, what's that guy's name? The, he's like the, the their equivalent of the Flash. Oh, A Train. Uh, a Train. I wanted to call him Apollo for whatever reason, but yeah, A Train. When he's like running and he just runs straight through that dude's girlfriend or soon to be girlfriend, and it was just like, oh yeah, soon. I think he's getting ready to propose to her or some bullcrap. I don't even remember. But yeah, dude, just like straight up like running at it's, it's superhuman speed, and then just like oh, you just splatted her into guts because you're so fast mm. but that was a that was a very cool way to open up i just don't think that they matched that like that shock i don't think they they cat they did that the rest of the show 
I was like, that was probably the coolest part to me. So, yeah. Anyways, so uh, Jared writes in and says, I wanted to ask this on the comic cast, but uh, Resident Daryl and Roach hate their listeners. Not true. And I haven't done an episode in ages. I've been spending way too much time at home lately. I've been watching a lot of the animated DC multiverse stories like Red Sun, Crisis on Two Earths, and Justice League Gods and Monsters. Also watching live action DC uh, such as Crisis on Earth X, El- Elseworlds, uh, and Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I learned a lot about Deceased on the comic cast. You're welcome. What story uh, would you like to see in the Infinite Earth DC multiverse that has not been done yet? Also, uh, can your multiverse be a playable game? Uh, as far as a story that hasn't been done yet, I'm going to go current. And like Justin said earlier, as far as the game goes, I'm thinking metal. Uh, with us reading death metal right now, I think that uh, there is a, the Batman Who Laughs. That whole story is just perfect for... I don't know that it's perfect for a live action movie, but I think a animated film where you can get dark and gritty and bloody and um, you can do things with the animated film that you can't necessarily do with live action. I think that that's uh, that would be a really great one. And then, of course, in a game uh, standpoint, you can do whatever you want. So for me, I would say anything Batman who laughs. If you told the Batman who laughs story uh, or if you told even if you did like a like a Netflix Castlevania style series where you did uh, all the different um, like short stories of all the different um, evil Batman for the Dark Knights, like the Red Death, um, and you did uh, the was the the Doomsday uh, Superman, you had uh, the Drowned, all that stuff. So that's just. All the all the times where the story went wrong, worst case scenario happened, and you got the worst versions of Batman in the Dark Multiverse. I think that would be awesome. And if you did it in animated uh, form, like thinking back to like the old Spawn uh, cartoon that was on HBO, like something like that would be sick. Yeah, that's a good show. That would be awesome. Yeah, I I actually uh, HBO Max. You can go watch the Spawn on. It's pretty. It's pretty sick. So I can I can tell a short story about this. Um, I, I got to meet Jim Lee this year, right before all the COVID stuff started. So actually paid like 130 bucks, got to meet him, got to ask him a question. So the one question I got to ask him was, "Are we ever going to see an animated version of the JLI, the Super Buddies, uh, Justice League International, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, you know, Guy Gardner? Are we going to see that?" And he just He's known for his honesty. The man, you know, had just answered a question about the Snyder cut and all that. And he just says, you know, Justin, I don't think so. And, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> but I, and, and then I, I said to him, maybe you should, you know, like that. But uh, he wasn't biting it. So the head of creative, <laughs> creative services, Jim Lee himself, you know, uh, shot me down with my pitch to make uh, the Super Buddies, the Justice League International animated series. Well, you know, um, anything can happen in the Teen Titans Go universe. That is true. <laughs> you might find them there. Nicolas Cage finally got to be Superman, so. Dude, yes, that freaking movie was so good. So, that was awesome. How about you, uh, Roach? Well, I mean, I'd have to agree with the Batman who laughs. That, I mean, that's 
one of my favorite uh, Batman series. So I'd love to see that. Heck yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah, branching out of DC, you know, I know that it was a DC centric question, but you know, you got the uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So, I mean, I would like to even say with the uh, Marvel stuff, there was a little mini series of Wolverine goes to hell. Oh, I would like to see you know something like that, you know, because like uh, as much as I love my DC stuff, you know, I started with uh, Punisher and Wolverine. Those were like the guys that got me into you know comics. So I would love to see, um, you know, some some crazy Wolverine stuff, and then even some Punisher, um, the the Marvel Knights, the Maxi series. Oh yeah, yeah. A, a dark and gritty, you know, like really that's what the uh, show was kind of based off of. Man, I'd like but I I like to see some more of that. Well, if we're speaking of Marvel too, I'd like to see Punisher Kill Crew in the TV show. There you go. That'd be a good TV show, I think. That'd be pretty wild. Hey, it really the podcast, the uh, Wolverine podcast? Yes. Oh my gosh, dude, that first season was oh so good. God. That was amazing. Give us yeah, more stuff I, like that. Yeah, I so I bought the comic series that that released after the um the podcast. Um the long night. Then, yeah, the long night was so good. Um which the best part about it was the first half of the podcast you didn't even know it was a Wolverine story. Oh yeah. Like and even then, though it was called at the end when you're like, "What?" Yes, yeah, yeah, it was good. And then uh now I didn't like the second one so much like being in the bayou and the uh the little dude that kind of hangs out with Wolverine. I, I've, I kind of didn't like the, the voice actor for that one. I uh, like um, Marvel's, which they just did. That was better than the second Wolverine. But I, I agree with you. Like they can go into Wolverine so much more in like an animated thing than they can do live. So I, I think in Punisher, that's another great place that you can really establish something, but Marvel cannot do animation. Well, they don't do video games as well as DC and they don't do animation as well as DC, but yeah. they cream DC when it comes to movies. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's got their strengths, you know, and I think that, uh, I, I, I love the fact there's so much of it out there, you know, and, and hopefully with tomorrow, we're going to get a lot more. So, uh, I think it's just, it's some cool stuff, man. I think that like the tapping into the alternate universe stuff gives you so much freedom. You know, like the multiverse. Uh, and then again, like I said, with Marvel, you know, like everything, their big focus is like continuity, continuity, continuity. So, like, I think they should lean into the animated stuff and just like give us some cool stuff. I mean, really, if we're getting down to brass sacks, I would like to see a Sabretooth movie with, uh, was it Liv Schneider or Liv, Sh- what is his name? The dude that played Sabretooth in the X Men Origins movie? Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Yeah, I can, dude, that freaking guy was awesome as Sabretooth. I'd take a whole, I'd take a whole freaking movie just about that dude. And right. he was good. He was good in Phantoms. He was a bomb, yo. <laughs> ben Affleck was a bomb in Phantoms. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Zach writes in and says, what's your opinion on Jared Leto's Joker? Do you think that DC was implying the Suicide Squad Joker was actually Jason Todd deranged and psychotic? Hmm. Be interesting concept. I like. I, I kind of like the idea. 
I didn't pick up that, but I thought I mean, it'd be cool. So, Justin, what'd you think about old Leto's Joker? I think if ever there is a place in this world for that men in black mind eraser to uh, just erase <laughs> one character from my mind that I've seen ever, it would be the uh, five minutes or the 10 minutes that he spends in that movie, which is otherwise watchable without him. But um, if I could completely erase from my memory that I saw that abomination, um, I would be so happy. Well, <laughs> that, is his last, that is his last I, I love <laughs> Deadshot movie. I thought he was awesome. And I'm like, there's even room for these other characters. Like uh, the guy that played RoboCop is in here as, as uh, Rick Flay. But I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I don't like it. It's not my, and, and I mean, we go into this on our show all the time because Matt loves him and he, and he keeps like a big character of him, like next to us when we record just to piss us off. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, I think it's something that didn't work on film. Like he thought it would, and he took a chance and I'm like, you know what? It's not good. So that that's just my opinion on it. I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it the first 10, 20 times I watched the movie. Um, I actually do not like that movie at all. Like I've tried and tried and tried as a DC fanboy to like the movie. And the only parts I like is the, be- is the beginning chase scene with the uh, Batfleck and the, you know, Joker Harley thing or whatever. And then the little bit of time that, um, you know, Batfleck and uh Deadshot spend together. I, like I think that. that, I think that could have been a cool movie. You know, Will Smith, Deadshot, Ben Affleck, Batman, you know, like going at it. I think that could have been cool. That movie has a lot of issues, so I won't even get into it. But I think Let it, uh, Leto's Joker, from what I understand from all the rumors, there's a whole lot more of that footage that didn't make it. And even when that movie was coming out, they were talking about how much of it they cut. So I think it's not a secret that there's a lot of Leto's Joker we didn't get to see. So maybe with better context, it could have been better. Uh, I just didn't didn't like it now i don't dislike his look i just think he was a little too uh i don't know about it, over the top but it very much had some like jim carrey to it you know like he was he tried too hard when, when yes like when uh and it might again it might be that we just didn't see the other stuff that like the new where the nuance kind of like like formed the character, but like when you watched uh, Heath Ledger play Joker, it was like solid from start to finish. Like that was so good. When you watch Jack Nicholson's Joker, it is like you get that character start to finish, no matter what the scene. With Leto's, I mean, even with uh, with um, uh, what's his face, uh, Phoenix, uh, God, dog it, oh, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, Joaquin, I want. Yeah, with Joaquin Phoenix, like you could see it, like he was becoming the Joker, scene after scene. Like as that movie moved forward, like it was like, oh, I get it, I get it, you know, it was happening. And then when he became the Joker, it was like, dude, I am so freaking sold on this. With Leto's Joker, it just seemed out of place, and I don't know if it was his acting as much as it was the film. Like I don't like those two parts, like the Suicide Squad movie and Jared Leto's Joker, they clash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like and it's and it's weird. And it to me, it was 
that movie's biggest downfall was that it didn't have a true villain to start. You know, like you start the movie off with Waller saying, I want to put together Task Force X just in case we have a big bad. And then you get the worst, like wimpiest, like just, oh, we have a big bad ish kind of. And then I don't know. It just was not like it wasn't good. Like the movie needed, like, honestly, if they would have put the Joker as the center point of that, you know, like. It would have made more sense, and I think more screen time would have fleshed that Joker out more. But what he did didn't fit that movie. So, it, it, I don't was know. Heist, it was a heist movie, too. you know. So it, it was something where it's like, in terms of having a big bad, it should have been, we have this central goal we're trying to uh, figure out, and we want to break in and get this information or whatever we want to do. But then it's like, oh, well, let's bring some metaphysical demon in here and kind of make it about magic and all that. and that doesn't mesh either. So you have like all these conflicting ideologies and it's like, guys, Assault on Arkham, the animated film was so good. Why so not good. try to just ape that, you know? Dude, and that's another thing. You could have had Jared Leto's Joker locked up, you know? Yep. And he could have still looked the same. He could have still acted the same and it would have worked better. Uh, I, I think. I don't mean, I don't know. You know it's, it's one of those things where yeah, I, I don't know. Now, again, getting back to the question with it, could it be Jason Todd? I mean, any they could make that work. I don't. I don't see. Why that's not. a weird take on it. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, you know, you could have. It would make sense because I'm not a fan of Jared Leto as <laughs> Joker. His I don't yeah. like the look. That's what bothers me the most. I hate the way he looks. He looks dumb. Like that girl. I think the grill in his teeth just doesn't fit. Yeah. It's and they're borrowing this from Dark Knight Returns too, when you know uh, Dick Grayson turned out to be a Joker, but he was like some weird Plastic Man sort of Joker. Yeah, it's uh, and yeah, and it's like it's, it's speaking of three Jokers coming out, you know, like some of the art that's that's come out of it. One of the Jokers is the short haired, more clean cut Joker, and. I mean, I could see a world where, you know, that worked, you know, but it just didn't in that film. So, okay. yeah. I mean, but, you know, I'm all down for Joker having short hair, but, you know, he wasn't he shirtless like most of the movie? I don't remember. I always remember seeing I mean, like, his Joker shirtless. I don't know if that was just. His, his, he was shirtless in all the promo stuff. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what it was from. He, he, yeah, because I mean, he was he was dressed, you know, snazzy and flamboyantly, you know. Um, I mean, and there's like that uh, interrogation scene he did. It was just weird. Like it was yeah, just it, it was just off. It didn't fit. And, and what you know, like I don't know. He also didn't you know didn't do him any favors that he's the first like Joker we've seen in cinema since Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. And I. I think Heath Ledger, like it's unanimous. He freaking blew everybody's mind. Well, so I mean, you look at Joaquin Phoenix, though. I mean, he did a pretty good job, didn't he? Oh, I thought he did a fantastic job. I was not. I I expected Joaquin to be interesting because his movies. He's an interesting actor, and that movie made me feel like bad. <laughs> like it was uh. <laughs> It was weird. It made me feel like it was uncomfortable to watch, you know, but in a good way. It was like, I, 
didn't necessarily feel like a crazy amount of empathy for the character, which is what I was worried that they were going to try to make me love the Joker. You know, uh, it was just, it was like, man, I, this is awful. You know, like it was, it's hard to explain, but I had a, a laundry list of emotions as I watched that movie. And it was stuff that I'd never felt before watching a DC film. So I've watched that movie now multiple times. And when he finally becomes the Joker, you know, the last quarter of that movie, it's just, it's just so, so good. And I could like, it felt like it was like two hours of setup for a 20, 20 minute Joker payoff. But when it happened, I was like, oh, I am sold. So now I need a full on Joker movie, you know, like for him, I just thought he was like, I don't think he was a Heath Ledger Joker, but again, I don't feel like we got enough time with him as the actual Joker. Like, but it's, uh, he's up there, man. He's definitely, uh, he's definitely top three of the four. <laughs> well, I technically six, but you know, have any of you guys watched Gotham? Uh, uh, on and off, not really. I watched a little bit of it. I haven't watched too much of it. Yeah, so I watched a good bit of Gotham, like the first probably three seasons, and they introduced the character who becomes the Joker in the show. So I, I saw his introduction, and I saw like little clips and stuff of once he becomes the Joker, but I didn't actually watch the full on transformation. And I hear that that's really, really good. So that's just one I got to go catch up on. I forget his name. I think he's Jeremiah in the show, but I could be wrong. Is that the kid from We Are the Millers? Yes. Oh, man, that movie. <laughs> but dude, he is like really, when he starts to, you see signs of, uh, like, I watched the thing way before it was, like, ever established that he was going to be the Joker. So, like, you start seeing signs of it, and you're like, man, this dude could be the Joker. He's got the look. He's got the, he changes his personality. And then, it just, I don't know, it kind of flirted with it for a while, and then I quit watching it. And then all of a sudden, I see all the stuff. It's like, oh, man, he did it. He becomes the Joker, and it's good. So, that's one I plan to catch up on. So the last question for the community questions is from Dump Licker, good friend of the show. And he says, who is ready for the Snyder Cut? Also, uh, what about that Minecraft, boy? <laughs> I'm not ready for Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't play, I've been actually wanting to play Minecraft again, <laughs> but I haven't get, dove back into it yet. So. There's a lot of updates on this. Well, well, you guys know I'm like crazy excited for the Snyder Cut. I have expressed lots of interest on the show. Um, tomorrow I get to see more. Obviously, we got the, the Justice League Snyder Cut trailer came out this week. Um, so I'm super, super, super pumped. Uh, you'll be seeing and hearing a lot from me on Facebook tomorrow. I'll be blowing that junk up as all the announcements and panels take place. Uh, as so everybody knows Snyder Cut, I'm in. Now, as far as Minecraft goes, I gotta be honest, Dumb Licker, I ain't played Minecraft in a while. And I know you've been talking to me a lot about it lately. And you want to see the ray tracing on the Minecrafts? But I haven't I haven't even finished Minecraft Dungeons. I haven't even touched it. I played it with my kids and 
I heard it's fun. The it's fun for a little while, but the terrain you can get kind of hemmed up on it because it's like it's got some verticality to it. So like if everyone's not moving together, you kind of miss where they're at, and it's just a pain in the butt. Like they can get stuck while you're trying to move forward, and there's not a really quick teleportation setup. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure from now until the Xbox Series X and the PS5 get released, we're going to be hearing a lot from Dump Liquor about Minecraft. Minecraft version 3. Minecraft <laughs> 3. It's like we're getting GTA 5 too. <laughs> yeah, yes. Actually, no, it's GTA 5 3 because oh, yeah. it'll be the third console. Three. Three. <laughs> and we got on the 360 PS3, we got on the PS4 and Xbox One, and now we're getting on the Series X PS5. Then we're getting Resident Evil 4, like, number 7. Oh, bro. <laughs> I'll buy it. Day one. Day one purchase. You let them release Resident Evil 4, and before they do the Resident Evil 4 remake, I'll, I'll buy both. <laughs> I, I will, too, honestly. You know what we I, should do? We should, I'm we should definitely do it. Resident Evil, so. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Village looks amazing. Uh, Resident Evil 8? I'm buying the collector's edition of that. I don't care how much it costs. Same here. It's going to go on my shelf of, of I don't care how much it costs Resident Evil editions. I missed number seven. That was a mistake. I will not make the same mistake twice. Oh, really? Hang on. This is, I know you, just turn around, you just turned around and grabbed it. Yeah, he, he's trying to flex on us. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's such a cool freaking statue. <laughs> Bro, that statue, that house that sings to you is one of the coolest things I've ever bought. That's like my one of my favorite pleasure distance statues ever. And I don't even have it yet, which sucks. But that thing is awesome. I I knocked over my Batman Who Laughs pop trying to get a hold of it, so if I don't make it through the show, you know why. All right, who wants to head over to this week's official topic? Let's do it. You ready for some fun? <laughs> so, I say it like you guys actually have a choice, but <laughs> we're doing it. We're going. All right, as we have kind of danced around this entire show tomorrow as of the day of recording, is DC's fandom event. So, uh, before we, I mean, obviously, we've a lot of stuff's leaked. So, originally, I was like, you know, kind of pitching the ideas, like, hey, we'll kind of do some predictions and kind of see where we land, see what we think is going to happen. And literally, everything I would have predicted, like even things that I didn't think were like possible to happen, are like have already been rumored and leaked. So, I just kind of want to see, instead of making like wild and crazy predictions, I just want to see kind of where you guys stand on it. What do you expect to see tomorrow? Do you even care? You know, uh, Justin, you know, kind of, where are you at with fandom? You know? Oh, yeah. What do you no, I absolutely care. I, I signed up um, for the, uh, I don't want to call it like a seminar or something like that, but I guess it's eight hours of content and it plays and then it will play three times throughout the day. And you can choose what you want to see in what order. And you can kind of add it to like a queue. So if you go to the website, you can actually do it. I think there's even like a Chris Daughtry uh, concert. So 
full disclosure, I am going to be skipping that, but there's other things. <laughs> like, like, you know, you can look, okay. It's the flash panel, the black Adam panel, um, you know, uh, women in the, the superhero culture. And so I'm like, Oh, cool. Like sign me up for like a whole bunch of this stuff. So I I'm interested and in, I'm a big DC guy. Like I used to be a big Marvel guy, but pretty much like after I read crisis on infinite earths and kingdom come, I went like, way far to the dark side with DC and like booster gold and blue beetle are my two favorite characters. So it's like, I am in like whatever they're going to do, I'm going to check it out. And, you know, um, and I mean, I, I hope that they're telling us what's going on with, with the comics because two weeks ago they let go 175 of their employees in like this really big sort of coup. And I'm wondering if we're going to see good stuff, if we're going to see what they're going to do with their merchandising because like Marvel and DC right now don't even have to sell comics to make money. They can sell, they can sell t-shirts, they can sell action figures, they can sell all this stuff. But you know, I'm worried what's going to happen with that now that they've let go all of their employees for like the DC collectibles and DC black line and all that. So I, I want to see what's going to happen with this organization. Hey, they agree. They let go of all their collectibles, guys. Every single one of them. And this is, and keep in mind, this is what two and a half months after they've cut ties with Diamond Distributors, and they had stuff coming out like we we're waiting on this Red Hood versus Deathstroke, uh, you know, statue. Are we going to get that ever? Who knows? You know, does that make any DC statue of all valuable? That that's the question. I actually just went out to pick up uh, Green Lantern meets Aliens when, because now since uh, Disney owns Aliens and Predator, we're no longer going to be able to see those in print. So I'm like, I'm going to go out and start picking up these books because you'll never see them in print again. Because I have some statues I've got a bunch good money of for. So, <laughs> I have like four Batman statues and a Black Canary I paid like 150 bucks for. And nice. then I have I a Catwoman. It's pretty cool. But oh, maybe but. because this stuff is going to become become more valuable because it's not going to be released as much. But that's that's the question I have. What are they going to do with their distribution? And I mean, a lot of a lot of comic book store retailers hate these guys right now because they had long-standing lines of credit set up with Diamond, and now they can't use that. They've got to go directly through uh, DC. So it's I want to see what's going on with the future of the company and what's going on with merchandising more than you know what's going to be the next DC movie coming out. All right, T Bird, where do you stand on it all? Uh, I just found out about this thing like two days ago, so I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So I've brought up the uh, just the panel list for, for the show. And just to kind of rattle off a few of these things, you got a Wonder Woman 1984 panel. You got the official DC fandom store, which I know they're going to be running a whole bunch of specials and doing a bunch of crazy stuff with that. Um, you got, uh, the Warner brothers, Montreal, uh, announcement. So that's at one twenty-five. So I'm, a, it looks like we're getting 20 minutes of, of their announcement or whatever's going on with them. So I would imagine that's a, 20 minutes. You're going to get some sort of game reveal gameplay. I'm thinking we might get a date out of it. I, I hope it's this year. I just, I don't know. We'll see. But then you got like multiverse panel, uh, flash panel, 
a Batman Beyond panel, which if Michael Keaton came back and played Batman for a Batman Beyond, I think that would be freaking dope. Even if Batfleck did it, because he's you know he can he could totally do an older Bruce Wayne. But I think a Keaton Batman Beyond would be awesome. Uh, you got a Suicide Squad panel for the new Suicide Squad movie coming up. Um, you got let's see, Legacy of the Bat. Uh, there's that uh, uh, Chris Daltrey performance. I know Justin signed up for that one. <laughs> Joker put on That's a happy face. You got the Joker put on a happy face panel, which I don't know. Yeah, you know, that one's that slot's only five minutes, so I don't know if uh, these things run tangentially or they run overlap. So far, none of them overlap, but that's really, really. That's a short amount. Of time. What are you going to do in five minutes? That's yeah. like literally a trailer. Uh, but then there's a. Uh, you got the surprise DC Comics panel. So from four forty-five to five ten. So I guess we will be getting um an update on what they're doing with the comics. Um, you got the, uh, voices of the, excuse me, the, I am Batman voices behind the cowl panel. So we're going to hear some, some, uh, some old Mr. Conroy. Uh, and then you got the, uh, justice league Snyder cut panel starts at five 30 and it runs almost a half hour. So we'll get a lot of information on it. Uh, the flash TV panel, which has been pretty interesting. I, I bounced off the Flash show by season three or so, th- season four, right before the big crossover event. And uh, I actually, we, I actually want to go back and rewatch them because it seems like the crossover events have been like the main reason to watch a lot of the Flash CW stuff. But I thought the first couple seasons was pretty good of that show. I loved Green Arrow, or excuse me, Arrow, the first couple seasons of that. So, oh, here we go. The main event, everyone's favorite, CNN Heroes, a real-life heroes in the age of coronavirus panel. I think I actually skipped that one, too, but uh, I, I just put it on there for posterity. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's, I, I'm skipping that one. I just thought it'd be funny. I don't uh, really intend to watch that, either. I'm not watching that at all. <laughs> like, I'll, yeah, I'll go eat a turd before I watch anything. All right, so uh, Titans has a panel. Aquaman has a panel. Uh, Ask Harley Quinn has a panel. Wonder Woman 80th anniversary celebration has a panel. Uh, we got tomorrow's uh, superheroes with Jim Lee. We got a Shazam panel, and then uh, another Wonder Woman uh, 1984 panel. And then at 8:10 p.m., we have Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. That is Rocksteady's game, and they've got 20 minutes. Then right after that is the uh, Robert Pattinson, the Batman movie. There's that panel. That's a 30 minute slot. So they're ending it with the Batman. So that's pretty exciting. So, and then of course there's tons after that, it just kind of re-rolls and there's tons of encore stuff. So actually, I don't know how I missed this one. Somewhere in the middle, there is a uh, Sandman universe. Uh, Enter the dreaming panel. Is it 5.45 a.m.? So where is that original? So, either way. Yeah, so it's pretty cool, man. There's a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff to look forward to. Um, as it, if, obviously the comic book stuff I'm excited about, the movies I'm super excited about. Like, I'm interested in the uh, Matt Reeves Batman with Robert Pattinson. So I kind of, uh, 
At first, I was like, no freaking way. Why would you want that guy to be Batman? But then I thought about it, and I was like, wait a second. Every Batman we've had has like that one movie that you can make fun of them for. <laughs> so I mean, like, like Batflight was in Jiggly. It <laughs> 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 uh, wasn't, um, wasn't uh, Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom, or something like that beforehand. I'm surprised you didn't say Daredevil. Oh, that's terrible. That's that is a terrible. Hey, that had a killer soundtrack, man. Rob Zombie was on that. Well, that soundtrack was good, and uh, freaking uh, Colin Farrell as uh, Bullseye was good. I never miss. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that movie. I I tried to watch that a couple years ago, and that whole I I I, I, like checked out, and during the scene where um, Jennifer Gardner and Ben Affleck are like dance fighting. But they're like, yeah, they're wire fighting. I was like, oh gosh, I was like, no, this is really bad. I went to the theaters and saw that movie when it came out. Of course, I was really, I was much younger. I was like, this is great. It's like that was really cool. It's definitely not. That's like when you you think back to when you saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and then you watch it now on Netflix, and you're like, what was I thinking? Yes, <laughs> your brother sold. Yeah. Um, this is the part where you fall down. <laughs> Sorry, that was the first Mortal Kombat. So nice. Yeah. Where do you get these guys? All right, anyways. So yeah. Uh as far as the game stuff goes, I am like beyond stoked for Suicide Squad and the Warner Brothers Batman. I mean uh, Montreal Batman. I actually don't know which one I'm more stoked about. Like even though Rocksteady has put out like stellar, amazing games. Like, I don't know if I'm more excited about a Suicide Squad game or if I'm more excited about, you know, uh, WB Montreal's second time at bat, especially when the rumor is, like I said earlier, uh, Court of Owls, which I love that story. If you're running through Gotham and you're investigating the Court of Owls, I just don't know that, like, I can't see where that can be bad, you know? And they've had seven years to work on it. I just can't see where that's going to be not an amazing experience. Well, let's hope. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regardless, it will be a uh, specialist of all the special editions for me. So, the I'll go right there beside my... Hey, I did an actual grappling hook or something. <laughs> hey. That'd be dope. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I've got, um, I've got the, uh, the uh, Arkham City special edition with the black and white Batman statue. Nice. And I've got I've got the uh, Court of Owls graphic novel set with the mask, so I'll put my old batarang or grappling hook or whatever it is. I'll put it right out there with them. I didn't buy the Arkham Knight special edition, and it, I kicked myself on the butt for it because I I see it at Second Charles all the time, but they want like two hundred fifty dollars for it, and I just don't know that I can bring myself to buying it now, especially since I already own the game on every platform. Anyways, well, so what do you guys think? Where are you guys at with it? I'm excited to see the new Batman game and stuff, and definitely uh, the Suicide Squad game too, because I like the concept. I just didn't really care for the movie, so hopefully the game will be better. So. I mean, Harley Quinn is basically DC's Deadpool, so that's that's a home run as long as it has Harley Quinn associated with it, right? It'd be awesome if she was like 
kind of the main character you play as, but we'll see. See how they do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for another Arkham game, but uh, I was late to the last one. I actually just beat it at the end of last year. So, but I mean, I had played all of them from Asylum and City. I, I like City a lot, and I did beat Origin, and that was fun because they had like a multiplayer game with it as well. You could play as like the different skins of Batman. So I, I would like to see them do some sort of multiplayer thing again with that, where you can play as Batman and you get like those kind of stealth kills and such. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I actually have a question. Do you know? Do we know like what Warner Bros is doing, or is it a complete mystery? As far as the game goes, or just in general? Like in general, is it a game or a movie or show so, that they're doing? Well, they're doing a game, so they're making. So you got the two teams that work for that that Warner Brothers owns. You've got Rocksteady. Oh, okay. So um, Rocksteady is Warner Brothers. Yeah, so Rocksteady is owned by Warner Brothers, and they make the Arkham, the the main trilogy, so Asylum City, and then Arkham Knight, and then uh, Warner Brothers owns that the other studio, a Warner Brothers Montreal, and they put out the prequel, which is Arkham Origins, which people didn't, you know, like the critics didn't like it as much because it was uh not the main team. I don't think it was any less of an Arkham game personally playing it. Like, I don't have any criticisms of the combat or the actual moment-to-moment gameplay. I thought that the uh, traversing the city, it just felt like more Arkham City, you know? And then the bosses, I actually thought that the Deathstroke fights in the game were better than most of the other boss fights in the rest in the other series. But it didn't get as much street cred as the main, uh, the Rocksteady series. So they've been working on this one for, I mean, they haven't put a game out since 2013. So they've had seven years to cook this game. And all of the rumors that they have been putting out themselves, because they keep teasing on their Twitter account, Court of Owls, Court of Owls, which Court of Owls is one of the uh, more renowned DC Batman stories since the New 52. So that's a Scott Snyder, same guy who wrote the Dark Knight's Metal stuff. That's one of his, if not his most popular story uh and out of all the batman stuff he's written so the game is called gotham knight the uh they put out a logo it's got the you know a blue batman symbol and it says gotham knight on there and the date for the 22nd which is dc fandom so we're going to see what their game is tomorrow uh again you kind of like what you guys were saying with the playing through the game with the different suits and skins and stuff that's one of my favorite things to do in a batman game so, for a long time, I liked playing as the uh, the uh, Flashpoint Batman. You know, the Thomas Wayne Batman. Uh, I like do actually. I liked. I just like that suit. He's got the uh, his cape has those like spikes on it, almost. You know, on his shoulders, and his eyes are lit up red. But uh, then, of course, when you know Rocksteady had put their season pass out for Arkham Knight, they gave us the uh, 2016 BVS suit. So that's pretty much the only thing I use anymore. That pretty much made it. Every other suit is just null and void after that. Is this the part where I confess that I bought the special edition Green Lantern movie so I could get the Sinestro Corpse Batman skin? <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and was it, you had to get like a, a Monster Energy drink or something like that and put it in so many cap codes so you can get the Batman Beyond skin? Yeah, I did yeah. that. 
I just actually bought the Batman Beyond skin when it came available for uh, Arkham Knight. Well, so. I don't know when Origins came out, but this was with Origins or or, yeah. or something like that. So it's like I'm like I am gonna get. It was 2011, I think, in that era. So it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, so, that's awesome, man. All right, all right then I guess we'll kind of like round out the you know, this uh, end of the show with uh, some DC game talk. I posed the question to you guys. Uh, what are some of the best and worst DC video games that you've played? It doesn't necessarily have to be limited to Batman, um, but you know, well, because I'm Batman has the majority of the games out. So. Well, I can go ahead and say Superman sixty four is the worst. Oh yes, <laughs> you said that's the best worst one. <laughs> I don't know, man. You've been reading those Superman sixty four reviews on the game. You've been singing its praises lately. Oh, that's okay. such a trash game. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's there's I, like an Atari game too that's like really awful. That's like Super Bad on Atari, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I played uh, Young Justice recently. Oh yeah, that game is so bad. And to make matters worse, I started the game on hard because I was trying to limit myself to having to play through it multiple times. So I was thinking, oh, I'll just I'll get the platinum in this game. It says you can do it in about eight hours. So I just play the game on hard to start with and then just clean up on easy. So the game is just just controls like crap. So it's not really fun to play. And then on top of that, I started out on hard, so you die real easy. And I'm just ugh, I can't even bring myself to finish that game, it's so bad. Ugh. You guys ever play Batman Dark Tomorrow on GameCube? Nah. Dude, Tanner, didn't you just bring that up to me the other day? I don't think it's that one. Uh, it was it was a movie tie-in one. Oh, Batman Begins or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, this, no, this was around that time, and it was like, the cool thing about it is it was very much like detective, but they hadn't gotten to the point where it's like, oh, use your detective vision or anything like that. But it is not a well put together game. So obviously the Arkham games are good, and we talked about that earlier. Um, <laughs> a, one of them they put out the Arkham Blackgate for the Vita, and then oh, eventually yeah. they brought it to the PS3. That game is terrible. <laughs> like, just I can't. I just I don't like that game <laughs> at all. And I accidentally. Um, I had a uh, I had a, a memory card go bad in my Vita, so I lost my save data, and I just ca- I can't I can't go back I can't play it all the way through again and try to finish that game. Like I just can't do it. <laughs> it's so bad. Like the two D two and a half D side scroll version of Arkham, it just doesn't work. Ugh, yeah, I mean I I remember playing Gotham City Racers, and that's a way better game. <laughs> Gotham Imposters is a better game. Ooh, yeah! Wow, that's that's a that's a slam. But yeah. All right, well, I hate on that game, but that game Loki slapped for me. All right, <laughs> I didn't Loki slap. You freaking love that game. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I it too. With friends though, so I didn't play it alone. I played it by myself because that was like when I made the transition from Xbox to PlayStation, and all my friends hated me for it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was playing Gotham City Imposters by myself. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. I, I swear. It's really fun. It's, it's not. <laughs> I'm having a great time by myself. 
Yeah. Everybody was like, that was when Halo, I, I, I made that jump right, right when Halo 4 came out. So all my friends were like, my brother included, was like, dude, we're playing Halo, uh, Halo 4. I'm like, yeah, I'm playing Gotham City Imposters on PS3. <laughs> well, Halo 4 is probably worse than Gotham City Imposters. So. Uh, that's a, that's a, I don't I, I I didn't finish that one, so that's the only Halo game I've never finished. It, it's I, I didn't like it. But it can't be worse than five, because five was not good. Yeah, five was better, honestly. In my opinion. Oof. In my opinion. Five was hot garbage. I like the multiplayer. Right, well, anyway. <laughs> who played Batman Returns on Sega Genesis? Yeah, that's um, pretty bad. And Forever's pretty bad, too. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is so bad. I was like, oof. <laughs> that was bad when you could get a Batman game on a, on, a, on a whim because the movies were coming out and those old systems, man, they always had a trash movie tie-in film to come out. See, they also had uh, The Adventures of Batman and Robin on Genesis, which was phenomenal. I, I love that one. That was based off of the uh, the animated series, correct? Yeah, yeah. So they, okay. they give you like your choice of like three different types of weapons. So you can have like either like bolos or you could have like uh, exploding batarangs or like electric batarangs, something like that. You could play two player Batman and Robin, and they had like all the different levels that you go through, like a classic plat- uh, side scroller platformer type thing. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, I, I do. I I don't know that I played that one. So there is one. I think it was a, a, a animated series centric Batman game on the GameCube. Because I feel like it was a or was it Batman Beyond? I don't know that they made one of those. I can't remember. It, it's somewhere around that era, and it could be that it was uh, on a different system, and I'm just remembering incorrectly. But I remember there being a good Batman game on GameCube. I just don't remember. Yes, uh, Batman Vengeance. That came out on PS2 and it came out on GameCube around the same time. I I actually, yeah, um, I've beaten that one. That was good. Kevin Conroy voice, Mark Hamill is in it. Um, It it was good, but it was not a hit. It was very short. So, heck yeah, man. There's some good stuff out there. So, I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping that this uh, the Suicide Squad game, um, I don't even know who we would play, honestly, but seeing the picture, it looks like it's Bizarro Superman in the picture. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get some. Well, if I had to guess, I hope we get they some. might do something like they do with GTA 5, where you can just alternate or alternate between the characters whenever you want. Dude, so, that'd be pretty cool. That's what I, I would I don't know. that, Or if you're playing with friends, each one's a different character, you know, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess. Uh, Deadshot is probably my favorite Suicide Squad character. So I don't really know who I would want to play outside of him. Maybe Captain Boomerang. That's which way they go, too. Like, if they're doing Secret Six, then we get Bane and, and you know, Killer Shark. And and then we get, um, oh, what was the other one that was in that? That was really cool. Um, Catman. We get Catman. That would be cool. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> I had something really funny. I wanted to know that King Shark is a shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was, I think I, it's the most recent Harley Quinn uh, comic. Most recent Harley Quinn is broken into like a bunch of little short stories. 
And one of them, I don't have it up here with me. I think it's down there. There's in my book bag. Uh, one it, one of the stories was like uh, Harley Quinn. It's like I think she was like hallucinating because she got it's it's, it's uh coming off of the short stories were coming off of the uh, hallucinations caused by getting her throat slashed by punchline, and so. Uh, and one of them, Captain Boomerang, is like all juiced out. <laughs> and she, he's like huge. And so Harley kind of hits on him for a minute. And she's like, hey, why don't you give me some of them steroids that you're on or whatever? And then, of course, he's like all deranged and crazy and chasing after trying to kill her. That's actually yeah. in the Death Metal Guidebook. Maybe that's where I read it from. It was, it was, it was that. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's her story uh, for how she got to where she's at in Death Metal. So I couldn't, I read them both back to back. So I, I couldn't remember which one I got it out of the new Harley Quinn that ties into Joker war or uh, God. So yeah. Heck yeah. So I'm, I would imagine if it's a suicide squad game, we're going to have Harley in it. I can't, I, I can't see a world right now, especially as hard as they're pushing her just across all DC. Well, we wouldn't get her in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's a flagship character. Yeah. I mean, she kind of has to be right. I would think so. I mean, especially with her involvement in the Arkham series. And that was a really, like, that was a really cool um, skin. You know what I'm saying? Like her, her Arkham look is really, really cool. So I would imagine, yeah, it's, she's going to stay in there. But who knows? They showed what looks like Bizarro Superman. So who, who freaking knows at this point? I don't, <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited to see where that goes. <clears throat> Well, everything everything in the in the Suicide Squad you have access to, and that's what you put your first graphic out. So, yeah, I mean, I usually Task Force X started out with what like Plastique, uh, Deadshot, Rick Flag, and uh, Captain Boomerang. So that goes back to like 1987. So I, I don't know if they're going to go with that or go with the most recent one, but I imagine you're going to throw a Bruiser in there. So it's going to be either King Shark or uh, Killer Shark or uh, Killer Croc. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, they just canceled uh, the, the most recent Suicide Squad run that Tom Taylor was writing. So I can't imagine that they're going to pull from that one. Yeah. My, another another casualty. <laughs> my guess is the storyline is going to go something like this, where for some reason the some of the superheroes go bizarro, like Superman, and they assemble the Suicide Squad to take him out, or at least get him under control, essentially. Yeah, so that's my guess. I like it. I like it. I I, I think that uh, if they played off of the injustice, you know, story, um, you know, Superman's cool. turned into a crazy tyrant, and then the Suicide Squad's got to take him down. That'd be dope. Actually, I, I'm into that. That sounds awesome. I love injustice, dude. I love that storyline. So it. it, it well, I, the first two years were really good. I think uh, once the once Tom Taylor quit writing it, it got a little like it's not as good as it was. But uh, now that he's back writing uh, Injustice Year Zero or Zero Year, whatever it's called, the digital first version or whatever, I think that like I think we're we're really good to get um, we're right for another Injustice game. And I think if you just kind of went with that. I mean, unless they're going to stay in the Arkham world, you know, 
I don't know. I, see, that's the thing. I don't know if they're going to. Because I thought they said after they did the uh, Arkham VR that they weren't going back to that Arkham world anymore. Like that, that was done. Hmm. So you never know. They might reboot and re, you know, have all new characters. We might not even have Harley Quinn. Well, speaking of Injustice, I guess I can pedal into our favorite DC games. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mine's actually a kind of a crossover. My favorite DC game is Mortal Kombat versus DC. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So, I really enjoy that game. You know what's crazy is I played that game when it came out, and I was like, this is cool. You know, they kind of flirted with the fatality thing. I really wish they would have went for it, but that was a different era of DC. Uh, they would definitely do it now, yeah, for that sure. Was before Neverwinter was, or Netherrealm, my bad, uh, was the developer, right? I th- they I think they were. Yeah, I think Netherrealm's always been on there. Um, I just, I don't think that they had the uh, the ability. I remember specifically hearing an interview that was like, yeah, we couldn't have uh, Superman you know, killing the Joker, but then lo and behold, <laughs> injustice gets written and Superman kills the Joker. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, that's a good one, man. And I, that, that storyline is really cool because that storyline ended up bleeding over into the Ninja Turtles, Batman crossover, mm. where their worlds, their worlds got merged. And that was, that was good. Yeah. So, I, I remember it. that. That was cool. So I'm actually going to be, yeah, if we're, we're going through that one on my show. Uh, the Epic Tales one. Yeah. Hey, well, let me know when you start going through that one. I would love to, to join in because I, I enjoyed those. Those were good. Yeah, I, I, actually, I loved the second one myself. That was so good. Yeah. I actually, uh, it's funny. I, I used to do a little bit of extra content for ProvingGamer.com. I was doing a spoiler review show um, last year before we had relaunched this show. And uh, I covered uh, the first um Batman TMNT crossover about the time that the animated film dropped. Ah. So yeah. That was a good one. That was a really good animated film. I used to work with a company, maybe you guys have heard of them called Comic Watch. I was uh one of the the first writers to start off with those guys and I was actually covering like I had kind of an eclectic beat. I was doing Ninja Turtles and since I had signed on from the beginning I got to do Batman. So I'm like, well it makes sense I'm gonna do the Batman Turtles crossover. Yeah. So I got to cover all those. So I got to see them before they came out and, and actually do the reviews. And I was like, man, this is great. I was like jumping out of my, my chair on a Wednesday. I'm like, I got to go pick up these issues. So. Yeah. That was one. Um, I actually was very excited. That was a, so I was pulling the Batman turtles at the same time. I was pulling, uh, uh, dark Knight. No, it was, uh, Batman who laughs. And I think Deceased started around that same time. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so it was like, oh, that was Batman uh, Turtles, the third, you know, the third little chapter or whatever. So it was crazy, dude. I was like, that was so much good Batman content back to back to back. It was just, it was, I freaking love it. That was, it was a, I really enjoyed the Batman Turtle crossover. It was a little more lighthearted, you know, with, than the, uh, <laughs> than Deceased. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just oh, a little, just a little though. <laughs> so here, here's the Ninja Turtles playing video games in the Batcave eating pizza, and then like flip over to the next book. Oh, Batman's dead. Alfred just had to shoot his head off with a shotgun. Well, that ties <laughs> into Injustice Two, which is one of my favorites. Uh, 
four games because you can actually yeah. play as the Ninja Turtles and as Hellboy, who is yeah. seriously underserved in the video game department. Agreed. Agreed. Um, <laughs> actually, I was okay. This is a real wild story. <laughs> I came home from work today, right? And my wife's vegging out on the couch, uh, watching reality TV as she likes to do. And I sit down, uh, I grab a shower and I sit down beside her and I was like, what are you watching? She's like, this is an Indian, like the, uh, like the, like the ethnicity Indian, uh, dating, like a matchmaker show. And I was like, er, what? And she's like, yeah. Cause you know, normally in the Indian culture, they are like betrothed to each other. So this whole like reality show popped up based on this matchmaker that helps Indian people meet each other. And it was, it was like real weird. So we're watching it. And this, like this, this is a school teacher who like, he's like, I really want to date an Indian woman. Someone who has the same cultural values as me. He's like, because I'm living in Texas and the only thing I've ever dated is white women, blah, blah, blah. And then, so he says that, and then they start going over the things that he likes. And he's like, I do D and D and I read Hellboy. He's like, I really hope because they're like, what are you going to do? If like the chick that they hook you up with doesn't like comics. He's like, yeah, that'd be terrible. What if she really hated Hellboy? <laughs> oh god! Like that was that, that was worst case scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, oh, you hate Hellboy? I'm out. Yes. yes. Like, like I, like I can deal with a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? But you can't diss Hellboy. Do not trash Hellboy. That, that's in my relationship agreement. Must love Hellboy. Uh. So, okay, since you're a Hellboy fan, what did you think about the latest movie? Uh, you know what? I actually liked it. I, I think it's it's funny because you can definitely tell it was written, you know, pretty close to the comics because you've got the Wild Hunt in there and then you got everything afterwards. And I am such a huge fan of the story that it's based on that I knew I was going to love it. But there's a different flavor in the beginning part of the movie and then the second part of the movie. And you're like, what is going on? So I like parts of it better than I like the whole movie, but I enjoyed it. And that is a dark movie, dude. Let me just say, it's like, like you're watching some of the things where like the people start getting offed by all these crazy Gothic monsters. And you're like, Whoa, this is not a movie I would take my grandma to. So, <laughs> you know, so what you're saying is your grandma would not be sliding out the seat for Hellboy. My, my grandma, my, one of them was a, was a devout Catholic. The other one was a Jehovah's witness. They would not be associated with anything that said Hellboy in it. <laughs> What's crazy is my wife's a good old, uh, my wife, my grandma's a good old Southern Baptist woman. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, you know, uh, Hellboy, you know, that she's into that though. She's into like trashy vampire movies and Hellboy and all that stuff. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't take her to see that one. <laughs> but it was good though. I liked it. I mean, it was a different take than the original movies, you know? And like the original movies were, you know, kind of slapstick and cheesy, you know? And I liked them. I own all of them and I've watched them t- a dozen times, but it wasn't, that wasn't my favorite, you know, version of Hellboy. The new one I thought was, was pretty interesting because it was dark and gritty and like the, the giant fights, like when he's oh, fighting yeah. the giant ogre things, that was just freaking very cool. I was really <laughs> I was like, that's really neat. It's, it's closest thing that we've seen to actual Hellboy, except for maybe like the animated cartoons that they did. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch the new Hellboy, but I rewatched uh 
the Ron Perlman uh, Hellboy movie. I like that movie. It's it's not bad. I like them. They're they're good movies. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you can rewatch them and they're fun. And you know, I, I think I've got like a, a big poster of Ron Perlman as uh, as Hellboy. But you know, the, the new one was just closer to the comics. Um, you know, his, they're they're both good. His voice fits it so well. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes. absolutely. Like if they got, they, they should have just had him with Ron Perlman's voice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if they just had him voice act Hellboy, that'd be perfect. Yep, yep, yep. I think uh, I think you're right. Now I will say this: playing Hellboy in the game, he did not play the best at all. Those characters on Injustice Two. <sighs> yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I enjoyed being the Ninja Turtles, even though they're kind of more difficult to play as well. Um, but sw- swapping through the turtles, you know what I'm saying? Doing their super where they all come together. And that was all really cool stuff. But like Hellboy was not easy to play as. Well, and I platinumed Injustice. Wow. And yeah, that was the grind. Well, but I loved that. Injustice 2 was so, so good. I'm trash at fighting that's, games like that's that. a lot of work. The only fighting game yeah, I'm decent at is Smash Bros. So. Yeah, but you can't wash if you play that. Like, that's part of the rules. That's true. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. You got to take a break for at least a week before you play. So, I will say this, you know, going back to Injustice 2, the Injustice 1 storyline was really good. Like, even, even the game version. Like, I know that the game version is a little different than the comics. So, it was everything about that, like, I enjoy playing those games for the story as not just playing the actual characters, but part two controlled way, way better. Did you see who played Brainiac in number two? No. Uh, uh, Herbert West himself, Jeffrey Coombs from, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. From reanimator. Uh, dude, I haven't seen that movie since I was like in middle school to high school I'm I'm you guys i'm the big nerd yeah so. hey, that's, that's awesome yeah <laughs> so heck yeah dude that was a that was funny reanimator was one of those things like zombie movies i think we're at their prime back in that back in those days with you know the uh night of the living dead the romero films you know day of the dead all that stuff mm-hmm. and reanimator was one of those that like me and my buddies would kind of like oh you watch zombie movies. Did you watch Reanimator? It was like kind of a snooty thing, you know. Like uh, you don't. Do you even really watch zombie movies, bro? <laughs> Have you seen Castle Freak? What? Yes. <laughs> what, no. was that, what was that Spanish zombie movie on an island? Was it called Zombie? I think it was just called I Zombie. Yeah, that, wow. I don't know. That it was, was that, a, it was that a, like wow. the Italian one where they came. Yeah, from, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that was a weird one. That was one yeah. of those two. It was like y'all are plebs. Y'all haven't seen yeah. zombie strippers. <laughs> like, come on. Have you seen zombie beavers? I was just about to say zombie beavers. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those where I turn it on and I was like, "What is this trash?" <laughs> zombie beavers, hun. Check it out. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, National Geographic, but uh, the horror version oh you don't want to watch it that's cool <laughs> all right guys i think we have officially bored tanner to sleep with all of our yeah, tanner, uh, tanner f in the chat for tanner 
Yeah, <laughs> Tanner's like watching anime on they the side of the screen. Type F in the chat. Hey, if we got a review that was someone actually typed F for our review, I would count that as two entries into the uh, giveaway. Let's do it. It's done now. There you go. Boom. Somebody leave us a review and type F in the chat, and you'll I'll enter you twice in the game giveaway. So, so much. Or if you uh, press X for respect. <laughs> Either one of those will count. What if you press triangle for a uh, Japantes trophy? Oh, triple points, baby. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to get out of here? That we've, uh, we've kept Justin long enough, I believe. Yeah. Hell of a fun time. Tell you that much. Yeah, man. I have really enjoyed this conversation, dude. I really expected, you know, sitting back and listening to uh, the latest episode of the Geek Life <laughs> HQ. Yeah, I expected this to get into like feather dusting buttholes and like weird oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Breaking into I'm, impressions of Joe Pesci stabbing people in the neck. Oh my gosh! No, no, no. The best, <laughs> the best impression oh, was uh, Polly Shore's. It's the weasel, buddy. Oh my god. Have you heard? Have you heard Justin's uh, when he does his Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because when I sit next to him, I can't even look at him. It's so good. Yeah, uh, no, I have not oh heard him do his Arnold. Yeah. We he do some pretty. Uh, we do some extensive Arnold on this show as well. Do you? We got the kit. <laughs> uh, it's got to. It's got to flow organically. I can't just. Uh, I just can't just fart out. But but I want to go back to Polly Shore for a second. Like. There are one line, if you guys would have said it, I would have literally died. I'm sitting there working, right? I'm, I'm running on a machine today. I was like, hearing all this uh, Polly Shore. And then I was just like, you know, in my head, I was thinking Biodome. You know, I was like, he, he reached up and he was going to free the Mahi Mahi, free Mahi Mahi, if you will. And bam. <laughs> uh Try to stay away from the biodome stuff. I think we get into biodome on the next episode, actually. Oh my gosh, dude, <laughs> that's one of the best Polytor movies. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it's probably not the best, but I just I enjoyed it. Making a filter, making a filter. And just remember, just because you're in a bubble doesn't mean you can't cause any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's so good. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you, Justin, so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Roach. Thank you, T-Bird. Uh, T-Bird, I appreciate you being a trooper, not bailing on us, even though we didn't talk about all your favorite things tonight. Oh, that's fine. Uh, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Justin, plug your shows, man. Tell everybody who's listening where they can find you uh, so we can send people your way. Absolutely. So if, if you like uh, the aforementioned butthole talk, um, it, it's kind of like a funny humor show. You can check out Geek Life HQ, just as it sounds, it's spelled. Uh, you can find us on pretty much any uh, podcast place. We're just like uh, a tell em Steve Dave sort of podcast with three guys just uh, talking about stuff. If you uh, want to hear some other stuff, I have a show called The Fan-Tastic, so The Fantastic Podcast. You can find me pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I talk to people who are fanatics about things, who are really excited, and then we just do an interview about it. And they kind of uh, tell you what's so exciting. Last one I did was Jurassic Park. The next one I'm doing is Resident Evil. Ooh. And then um, the big one right now is Epic Tales from the Sewers, which is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. 
I'm going through the comics. I'm going issue by issue. We just did, um, I have the fourth, uh, fourth episode will probably be out uh, tomorrow. So that's pretty fun. We talk about the old toys, like the Playmate toys, old commercials, things like that. And um, we're giving you the origin starting from the beginning of the IDW run from 2011. And I'm doing the Archie ones as well. So, and then I'm going to move on to like the older stuff, but it, it gets you into uh, the turtles. And if you're into Ninja Turtles, check it out. I will definitely be checking that out. Yep, yep, yep. I definitely, <laughs> I'm going to check it out too. Uh, we got, we got family, several. One it's family friendly too. So that one, that's a clean show. There you go. Those are hard to come by these days. So we try to be clean. Uh, sometimes we get into the bee hole talk as well. So. <laughs> oh, but I'll say one. Good thing we have sensors. <laughs> no, well, we we uh, we we ventured down that road when there was the uh, Dallas butthole tickler, the guy who <laughs> <laughs> we read we read a a news article about a man who was who Tanner pressed F in the chat. I see it. <laughs> but yeah, there's a man who's sneaking into people's houses and trying to touch their butts. So, yep, the old Dallas butthole tickler. So yeah. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Loot Bros podcast. Uh, talk about games. Talk about funny stuff. We have great guests. Super stoked. Uh, two, two, three, six. Uh, the comic cast. More shows dropping ASAP. We got Death Metal Volume or uh, Issue Two. We got the Death Metal Guidebook coming up. We've got some more Deceased, some more John Wick. Um, some great, great stuff. And I think I might even throw three Jokers on there. And just do some short reviews on each episode. So. Or issue. I keep saying episodes because of podcasts. All right, that's it. Let's get out of here. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. We are out. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> Put the cookie down. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> you want to see collateral damage? I'll show you having collateral damage. And that was it for the Loot Brothers podcast. <laughs> Free Mahi Mahi. Free Mahi Mahi, if you will. People need to know we're living in a war zone.